get full access to RFR only on Patreon. Become a member of the RFR Patreon community to get more Rebel Force Radio. Bonus shows and content are available right now only at patreon.com slash rebelforceradio. From Tops comes the all-new digital card collecting app, Star Wars Card Trader. For the first time ever, collect and trade everything from legendary 1977 Star Wars cards to new cards featuring exclusive content, all from the comfort of your mobile device. Star Wars Card Trader. These are the cards you're looking for. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This is Rebel Force Radio. Your source for the Force. Star Wars news and commentary. With Jason Swank and Jimmy Mack. I've seen Star Wars 500 times. Star Wars number one. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Now it's time for Rebel Force Radio. We would be honored if you would join us. And didn't we just leave this party? It seems like just yesterday we were doing a trailer review show. Well, that's how it's going to be here. In this new era of Star Wars, there's never enough Star Wars. And to prove it, we're counting down to the release of another movie. It's for real now. I mean, up until this weekend, it was just all theory. I hadn't really seen anything. Other than a uh, production, well, it wasn't even a production, it was some sort of promotional image that we felt was going to be tied to the merchandise. We talked about that ad nauseum, and so uh, now it's for real. All the speculation about a postponement of a release date, uh, that's all been set aside. Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, will be out Memorial Day here in the United States, and uh, we just had to jump on the airwaves and break it all down for you and to make sense of it ourselves here on Rebel Force Radio special edition show for February 6, 2018. And uh, we got a good one for you. We're Like I said, we're going to be breaking down every second of this trailer and even the little uh, trailer for the trailer. What kind of a world do we live in? A commercial for a commercial. And yeah. we all lined up for it. We all, well, some of us suffered through at least, what, 15 minutes of that football game? I don't know. It came on awfully fast, thank <laughs> goodness. But anyway, so glad you could be here with us. We're glad to be here with you. And uh, we got a great roster of folks to talk to, starting with my good friend and yours from Chicago, Jimmy Mack. Hey, Jason. Hey, Star Wars fans. Yes, it was a good morning in America as we basked in the glory of Super Solo Sunday. Um, man, how exciting was that? And we didn't have to wait too long into the game to finally see our first glimpses of Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. No, I had heard that uh, I had heard second quarter, but it, it was still first quarter, wasn't it? It was actually, I think the confusion was it was second commercial break during ah, the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, Not so the root, second. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. 
You know, I saw that there was some paperwork that had leaked online, a programming schedule mm-hmm. for commercial breaks during the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people saw second there, and they were jumping at uh, uh, second quarter uh, conclusions. But it was the second spot in the actual game itself. Once gameplay actually began, it was the second commercial break. And it was a surprise. It was great. And uh, I thought it was fantastic. Then, of course, this morning on Good Morning America on ABC – they debuted the entire teaser trailer, and uh, I was happy to see that there was footage in the Super Bowl spot that was not in the full right. teaser trailer. We got to talk about both. And we will piece together what this movie is all about. We're definitely going to have to talk about both. And uh, yeah, you know, Jim, it was funny coming back and jumping on social media to look at some immediate reactions. Most of the reactions were, "I just went to the bathroom. What happened?" I went out to the kitchen to get a sandwich. Why was it supposed to be this soon? A bunch of people missed it. And, uh, I mean, I was, I was folding laundry, folding my niceties, and uh, looked up, and all of a sudden I told the family, I said, well, yell at me if you see the Lucasfilm logo. And then I forgot that, you know, really only, you know, one out of the three can read. So, uh <laughs> Anyway, all right, well, and uh, in addition to Jimmy Mack, I'm really excited to have our pal from across the pond. He's staying up late with us, and we're so grateful for that. Mr. Paul Bateman joining hey, us hey. to break hey, it everybody. all down. Hey, hey, everybody. Han Solo movie. Han Solo movie. movie. Han Solo movie. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, what made me laugh was uh, like on the, on the, for the first trailer on the Super Bowl, I was like watching the net and I kind of figured out roughly when it was going to land. Mm-hmm. And I was like, refresh, refresh, refresh. And then immediately noticed the second it landed. I was like literally like one second after StarWars.com posted it or something. And it, like for a minute I was like, yay me. And then I was like, oh man, how, sa- how sad am I? Like, like literally like one second. Yay, <laughs> yay like, me. I need to get a life. Paul, first, he's that guy. You know, yeah, I'll, right. I'll comments. First. No, uh, no, with me it's like, share. Yeah. <laughs> well, Paul, I, you know what though? I mean, yeah, you, you got it. And then you started, <laughs> you started sharing images and stills and, and uh, if you're not yeah. following Paul on, on, um, do most of it on Facebook, right, Paul? Yeah, yeah, everywhere like Facebook, and Twitter, you know. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta follow him because, um, yes, because he's you'll, you'll be an well, You'll be the he'll be the first <laughs> one to to throw out a still and then you know pull in some I don't know Ralph McQuarrie <laughs> or Mobius or something God knows uh, what else you know to throw yeah. out and like look there's a ferret in this yard where'd the ferret come from you know that kind of thing yes. <laughs> He notices all that background stuff, and uh, I'll definitely spot the ferret if it's in there. If there's <laughs> what ferret? What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Ferret. Oh, ferret. Oh, well, ferret. you know anything? Oh, it is. Will Ferret. Oh, I love him. He's so funny. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into it. So, as Jim mentioned, so there were really two uh, pieces. There was the the teaser for the teaser. And that aired on the Super Bowl. And uh, we've got some uh, audio from that. So uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, you can at least listen to it here. So let's check that out. Some good stuff. So you want to make a difference? Yeah. Trust me, you're going to love it. And which branch are you interested in joining? I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy.
Your name? All right, so the uh, the first piece that came out, we did get a little bit of um, material in that that we didn't get in the uh, the main trailer. We, I, we should talk about both of these, so let's just go ahead and play the uh, the audio from the full teaser trailer. They are they're still calling this the teaser, right, fellas? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so this is still the teaser. So we had the mini teaser, the teaser preview. And then this is the the audio from the full teaser. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid, I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. Get ready. Thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. And uh, the first thing I just want to mention is, as we as we look at the footage that was shown in in both of these, the piece that um, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but the piece that we see in the um, the preview is what looks to be like perhaps some sort of imperial recruiting center uh, where we hear the dialogue of uh, you know one of the imperial officers. Uh, talking to what we can assume is Han Solo about, hey, you want to make a difference, huh? Yeah, you're going to love it, you know. You know, um, that was something we didn't see in the full trailer. Right, we didn't. You're you're absolutely right, Jason, and and that's exactly what it is. Is it's an imperial recruiting hub, uh, just like you know you would see here in the U.S. during uh, World War II. You know, come and stand up for your country and. Uh, and uh, it's it's really interesting to hear an Imperial go, oh, oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. Obviously, an Imperial who has never worked under the command of a certain Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, why don't we just uh, march through the, the trailer, the, the first uh, TV spot from the Super Bowl. And uh, I'll uh, I'll just sort of narrate what I'm seeing here as uh, it plays along. First, of course, we see the Lucasfilm logo, and then we see a bunch of uh, hands. I, one of them looks like it could be Han Solo's hands running across a very familiar-looking sort of control board, uh, like something you'd see out of the Death Star. And then here we are in this Imperial uh, recruitment hub, uh, 
or, or something of that nature. You see there's uh, R2 droids. There's that familiar workstation there in the middle of the floor that you've seen so many times in the Death Star. It's sort of like um, like a flower. It kind of like has flower petals, and the guy is in the middle of the cup there, and there's all these control boards around him. It looks like a flower petal to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right off the bat, there's a there's a there's a tone of to this right away that I see. I feel I know exactly where I am as far as the timeline, the the atmosphere, uh, the darkness, the the uniform on the imperial officer. This is feeling very. This to me could be, I think, an extension of Rogue One. Uh, in fact, I would say that these both of these trailers felt very much to me like Rogue One. Yeah, it's definitely got a darker vibe to it. The thing I noticed right, right away about the um, the kind of recruitment center is there aren't any aliens. It's almost all human beings. And, and you know, the the original kind of idea was that the, the imps were kind of pretty xenophobic, weren't they? Right. Yeah. You, know, you, don't, you don't really get any alien stormtroopers. You know, because at first I was like, why are there no aliens in this room? And then you kind of go, oh, of course, you know, if it's a recruitment center. Right, right. At first you're like, yeah, there's all... no aliens. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But I was I was trying to figure out whether or not it's it's like a real location or a complete build because it's enormous that place, isn't it? It looks like a giant kind of yeah, station it, or something. It, it you looks, know? Yeah, it looks very dusty. It looks dirty. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, and that, yeah. I guess that's what I was I was trying to get at. I mean the the mm. sequel trilogy. Not that it doesn't you know uh, have a. Not that they don't have dark tones, but. This one mm. just has that to me, that kind of burnt out kind of yeah. uh, 70s vibe. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, it's yeah, like, colorless, very colorless. You're just kind waiting like for the, the, the bad chintzy wallpaper, aren't you? And, uh, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. a, like a 70s caravan interior. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it just does a, it does a great job. You know, it knows where it is on the timeline. You know, mm. as you mentioned, the control panels that you see at the beginning – uh, I mean, mm. some of that is kind of maintained throughout, you know, if you look at the whole uh, Star Wars saga, there's certain, you know, visual cues. Um, mm. But, yeah, this one just feels uh, I'm right, right in that era. I'm still a tiny bit confused about when we are. Are, are we like 10 years before Star Wars or, or is it less than that? I feel OK. Mm. So l- let's let's talk about that. Um, I don't mm. think that it's been um, Jim, you've got an official press release. Does it say anything in that press release, you know, like set ten years before the events of blah blah blah. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's part of the PR around this movie. Right. Actually, uh, let me actually pull up the, uh, the the material I received today from Lucasfilm. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, they they haven't been super. You know, like the the, the publishing arm keeps it pretty tight. You know, you know, ten years, twelve years, fifteen years, whatever. But the films I have always been somewhat loosey goosey, you know. With, yeah, I guess they have, haven't they? They don't really mention it, do they? Yeah. It doesn't appear that there's any sort of official placement on the timeline mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. this point, at least via this this uh, press release I'm looking at right now. It merely contains the same synopsis that we've heard already. 
board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story, an all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades, deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo befriends his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and meets the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. Hmm. So, uh... Yeah, you know it's 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 very straightforward. I I I think that perhaps in the marketing they're trying to lift the burden from the consumer. You know, don't worry. Yeah, about yeah. Where it is yeah. on the I think, it's I think, I think Solo, it's Lando, it's Chewie. I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm what I'm trying to do is kind of lift the burden from a lot of people who seem to be having a problem with uh, with the recasting. You know, to to just kind of get my head around it because you know we 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 know that Harrison was only. What thirty three when he did the original Star Wars, right. and and I don't I don't think Aiden's that much younger than that, is he? Like kind of like mid twenties, late twenties, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and my my feeling was that they would cast young enough to maybe do three three movies before, you know, they hit the original Star Wars time frame. And uh, uh, uh-huh. but with this, you kind of think like, well, if they do three movies with with Aiden now, isn't that going to make him like right up there, right, you know? when he should actually be Harrison, you know? Right, right. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i with you, Paul. At one time, I thought that mm. that's where some of these were going to be going, that these were going to be uh, little mini sagas in them in, the, in and of themselves. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm getting ahead stories, of things. But yeah, I, I, I think we are. I, I don't know... I mean, they've they've said that there's not they're not going to build anything on top of Rogue One. I mean, Rogue One goes yeah. right into A New Hope. Oh, they... Oh, they have to do Rogue Two. <laughs> got, right. It's just too. It's just too obvious. It's too obvious. You know. Yeah. They yeah. can just. They can just do the same droids somehow, and the rest of them can be different. That's fine. But I think that this you know? movie is probably going to span some time. Um, mm. Mm. Just based on what I'm seeing, I think that this is going to be telling, yeah. you know, Han Solo's story maybe over the span of uh, maybe over the yeah. span of ten yeah. years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he he looks different. And a lot of the other characters look different throughout the trailer, don't they? So you assume yeah, there's got bit. to be a span of a few years. A little so. bit. Um, I think right, it's so, fair to yeah. assume that this film happens eight to ten years prior yeah. to A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't know how close to A New Hope this story will lead us. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if it stays in that time yeah. frame. Uh-huh. specifically eight years. Some people have speculated that Solo, a Star Wars story, will end with the final shot being Han walking into the Moss Eisley Cantina <laughs> on his way to meet with, uh, have that, that <laughs> meeting with uh, Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan. Oh, I, definitely, I, don't, I don't know about that on the nose, but I definitely think this film will end with Han and Chewie on Tatooine. There's no question in my mind. Okay, that would be yeah. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the employ of uh, Jabba the Hutt, yeah. you know, working yeah. for him. I, I think Jabba's got to be in this movie. Oh, he's got to yeah. He's got to be. And there's you know, some that, people who have been speculating that you can actually see Jabba in really? a frame here. Yeah, we'll get to it. I'll point it out. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we, we do know that the Jabba's palace is showing up in some of the uh, yeah. merchandise. There's a There's a toy show happening, I believe, in Germany this week. Uh, we had London Toy Fair uh, last week or two weeks ago, and there was absolute bupkis uh, from anything. <laughs> uh, but I was really surprised because I don't think this is a, a huge show, this this toy show that's happening in Germany now. But uh, Hasbro does have a presence, and Solo is 
you know, we're seeing our first glimpses of some action figures and some other things. And uh, I think, Paul, you were the one that pointed out um, looks to be Jabba's Palace. Yeah, well, I mean, you never know with this sort of thing, do you? Because it could just be a display that the toy people have put put up to mm-hmm. just kind of make the figures look cool, you know. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it would be – I'd love Jabba to be a big part of this. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, let's get back yeah. to the Super Bowl okay, spot. Yeah, the Super Bowl let's, spot. The next big shot. Here he next, comes. So here is uh, appears Han and an Imperial officer, and they're in the middle of this big recruitment area. And they're in uh, the imperial equivalent of the office cubicle. <laughs> and they're sitting. No, wait, wait, and- you think that's Han? <laughs> With a bubble uh, out. You know, I'm having. <laughs> they present it via editing in this in this trailer that that is Han Solo. Yeah. But so is there some sort of disguise? If it is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He I mean, looks- that's. That's what's interesting to, to me about that. Sorry, Jimmy, but is is you know we've always heard that that somehow Han became a part of the Imperial Navy, yeah. and was booted out or whatever. But wouldn't it be funny if he just does it to kind of get off planet or something? You know, like pretends to be Fred Smith or something just to get out of there. You know? Well, he's definitely in disguise <laughs> here. But I think yeah. I think what um, might be happening is we might be hearing dialogue from one thing and seeing footage from another scene. <laughs> yeah, right. right. They top. do that in the trailers, of yep. course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to kind of push across a, a concept to you. Um, so here, here, this character, I'm saying it is definitely Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. He's wearing a long trench coat and uh, some, you know, like a uh, mask or a helmet or something. Yeah. Just like, just like a sort of like a winter hat that you see guys in Wisconsin going out <laughs> to wear. You know, it's a with toque. The, with the flaps over the years, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> So yeah. and there's the Imperial, the enthusiastic Imperial. Oh, you'll just love it. Now, here's a really interesting shot. It's yeah. a Star Destroyer emerging from some sort of nebula or a cloud. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's a nighttime shot. You know, if, if it's a cloud, it would be within atmosphere. Uh, but it's really interesting, something we've never seen before. It could be emerging from a black hole of some sort. But it looks like a storm to me. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, there has been some speculation that, um, and based on a tweet from our pal Leland Chi over there, the keeper of the holocron at Lucasfilm, Leland Chi, he tweeted recently that um, in the in the next few months we're going to be noticing a lot of expanded universe crossover into official canon, and I'm beginning to think he's talking about Solo, a Star Wars story, because the way I look at it, this Imperial Star Destroyer is emerging from a cluster of black holes known as the Maw, which mm. is in the neighborhood of the Kessel system. And it, this is all from early Expanded Universe, the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson, uh, featured Kessel, the planet Kessel, and the spice mines thereof. And also it featured the Maw, which was this cluster of black holes that was close to the Kessel system and presumably part of the maw is included in the the castle run route you know mm-hmm. that's what I i'm think, i think it's going to be interesting because kessel has changed so much since the book days because back then it was practically an asteroid wasn't it yeah and, and and then gradually you know as we saw it in the clone wars and stuff um was it in clone wars or was it in rebels i get confused kessel appeared in animation yeah it was it was, it was clone wars or rebels wasn't it i can't remember which one 
One I think two. it might have been Rebels, actually. Could have been Rebels. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but that, that was, you know, definitely a planet and just in locating space, you know. So. Right. Yeah, mm. right. They didn't really play up that whole black hole cluster. But, I mean, just no, because it wasn't but... in something previously doesn't mean yeah. it's something now. Yeah. What's interesting yeah. is you see then from the underbelly of the Star Destroyer out emerges a bunch of TIE fighters. And we yeah. see a TIE fighter design we've never seen before. It has the twin pods mm. to it much like the um the tie bomber mm. but the other the other one is smaller the other um uh, hemisphere is next to it is smaller and appears to be more like a cannon yeah that's the weapon on the ship a lot of people are really digging on this on this shot the destroyer aren't they a lot of people online are really like this is the shot that got everybody it yeah. looks like they're being really really careful anyway because they're moving so slowly aren't they you know it is, and that's something that the original trilogy kind of avoided. I don't know if it was just out of necessity or or what, but you didn't really see a lot of uh, spacey stuff. You know, you basically saw star fields, <laughs> and that was it. You know, they left the nebulas up to that other star franchise, you know. So that, I think that's one of the things that is um, so striking for people. I remember seeing that, you know, when we first first saw... Uh, the trailer for uh, Force Awakens, I believe it was, and we saw, the, you know, uh, these ships in atmosphere for the first time. It was it was mm. incredible. And then Rogue One, um, it it does provide a sense of real worldism that you know the, even the re- the original trilogy just didn't produce. Now you could argue whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it certainly does bring it more real world. I, I think about those. Mm. You know, a lot of the images that people have have put together of, you know, if Star Wars was real and, you know, the ships, you know, in our Uh, own atmosphere and whatnot. If? If. uh, Well, you know. Come on. We know it's a documentary. (laughs) All right. Back back to the uh, Super Bowl spot. All right. All right. Uh, We see the uh, Imperial recruitment officer sitting down with uh, the guy we presume is Han Solo. Then a quick shot. By the way, this this appears to be different than what we see in the in in the opening. They're in a yeah, different environment. Like they're not in that little that little flower pod anymore. No, it appears they're in an office now. Yeah. They're not in mm-hmm. that big, expansive warehouse area uh, mm-hmm. that we see in the opening shot. So I think this is where that dialogue is lifted from. The other is maybe just yeah, I think B roll of what's going on in that in that warehouse. But that's why I was saying it looks like Han is wearing some kind of a a disguise. He's it's it's mm-hmm. more you than know, just you know, a well, toque. What kind of makes me laugh about this scene is it, this kind of happened to my dad. <laughs> What's that? When, right? my dad, when my dad was a kid, he joined the army when he was 15. He, he lied about his age. He was mm-hmm. like, no, yeah, I'm 16. Cool. You know, because the local recruitment officer turned up and persuaded him it was a good idea. It was 16 in the UK. And now here it was 18. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he was 15. But bear in mind, my dad's, you know, was getting on a bit. So, right. you know, it's, uh, it's a long time ago. Then yeah. we cut away to a quick shot of uh, the speeder that Han is uh, driving later in the trailer. Um, mm. and we see Han's hand uh, with the, the famous Han Solo glove. And, um, and it appears that there's some sort of wrapping around his wrist. I'm thinking he may have been tied up somewhere and he escaped and he still has the, the, the bonding around his wrist. And then you see in the background, there's a, a female hand. You could tell by the painted nails and, um, I don't assume. And, well, and nice bracelet. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it, well, it could be a Gamorrean. I don't know. 
But uh, <laughs> it could be golf. But I think that's Amelia Clark's hand because then uh, we later right. see her riding shotgun in the speeder. Yes. But you yes. see Hans. He's just golfist. That's all there is to it. He's golfist. Then we see Hans' speeder, which is pretty cool. You know, it looks like it a looks, junk. It's, but it's kind of shaped like a book, isn't it? You know? A book. Kind of, like a book. Yeah. Right. Kind of. I like it. Like it's a Kevin a, J. Anderson book. <laughs> it's, 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 There's so, so many this so was squares. one of the only things that leaked out as far as uh, yeah. any kind of production photos. We did see him. Uh, there were leaks of him with his speeder. Yeah. There was behind-the-scene footage, and it's shot in uh, in an industrial area somewhere, I'm, I'm assuming, around London, yeah. and uh, like uh, with a bunch of warehouses and smokestacks and very industrial-looking. And we saw some behind-the-scenes footage of Alden Ehrenreich behind the wheel of this speeder and i when i say leaked i'm doing like the quote marks up in the air, <laughs> <laughs> air because quotes. i got i got news for sim. you we can see the, the marketing for this film began a long time ago everyone's <laughs> ringing the, their hands going where's we have seen no images of course we have it did come from an official source or did it okay here we go <laughs> uh back back to the trailer so um and i'm a conspiracy is, theorist Always, always. Right. <laughs> the truth is out there, Scully. Okay. So uh, here, Han is uh, driving his book speeder. And, uh, <laughs> and a great footage here. So we see what, what I think is like underneath the speeder. You know, we're, we're in the repulsor lift field right now. And uh, then we see these cool wonky looking droids. Mm, uh, I like them. You know, or could they be droids, or could they actually be troopers of some sort? Looks a little like RoboCop I, there. Let's I think they're droids. That. Looking at the knee joints and stuff, they look like kind of yeah, droids. I think the yeah. thing that I like about this environment is it feels it's it's hitting a weird spot for a Brit that likes sci-fi because a lot of British science fiction was set in really bad, like gas works or like in like old abandoned factories in the UK. Yeah, and they they always kind of looked a bit rubbish and had like rickety stairs and you know like early versions of Doctor Who and stuff like that always looked. You'd always go, "That's that same quarry," or "That's the same, <laughs> that's the same place where they store grit," you know, or whatever. Yeah, and it's always the same gasworks, and it has that kind of vibe until you look at it closely and you kind of go, "Oh no, they've dressed the heck out of this," and there's loads of <laughs> you know it's been totally Star Wars, but it still feels like that kind of era of. Uh, yeah. But in a in a fun way, but no, it I'm works, doesn't it? it? You know, I mean, it, I, wor- it really works. Yeah, it I mean, does. it just adds to that vintage kind of vibe, you know. That's so, exactly so, yeah. The, the, so the, gray the and rusty, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Paul, how about Rogue One? I mean, didn't they shoot that stuff in a yeah. tube station that you regularly go to? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, did. they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. And that yeah. was the Imperial base on Scarif. So, uh, uh, hey, you know. know, it worked. It worked. Totally. Yeah. So the droids are reacting to uh, a speeder exploding or some sort of explosion there. I don't know if that's from <laughs> a speeder or what, but it looks yeah. like uh, so Han, it looks like Han is driving by. He's in the book speeder and um, <laughs> but then cut back to the Imperial in the office, sitting there with Han wearing that hat. And then here's the shot a lot of people are talking about. <laughs> the, the pristine, yeah. brand new, factory fresh <laughs> Millennium Falcon hallway with shiny floors. It almost looks imperial with the floors so shiny and not a scuff on the wall. But, like, isn't everybody thinking the same thing? What the heck happened in the last (laughs) 10 years? It's like, I mean, I know, like, your wallpaper can go a bit brown if you're a smoker, but, like, like, (laughs) it's like like they filled the whole place with, like, coffee or something. (laughs) You know? 
I mean, yeah, he's you, all right. Okay. Did they? Let's ask the question. Did they overdo it here, or, or oh, is this I, I is like this per, is this perhaps a flashback to even an earlier era, or might this be another ship? Who knows? Yeah. But, maybe maybe it's not even the Falcon. Who knows? Yeah. It could be one of those ones like Zippergate, you know, where we're yeah, look at this, too clean, and then it's like it's not even the Falcon anyway. Go. <laughs> it's Dash Rendar's Outrider, is what it is. <laughs> Hey, they, Ooh, they got some of those Mr. Clean Magic erasers and just <laughs> went over the walls a little bit. But you're right. Yeah. It's like something threw yeah, with, the, with a boiling coffee pot and just uh, threw coffee all over the place. It's, maybe they the, broke out. You know when you buy one of those steam cleaners to do your carpet and you just do square foot thinking, like, that'll be fine. And then you realize yeah. you've got to do the whole house with yeah. it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. it's maybe it's like that. Yeah. A brand spanking new Falcon. Uh, I mean, that, this is or, this uh, right off the factory showroom floor, right? If, I mean, you, is... if you if you handed Athena a roller and a tin of white paint, this is what the Falcon would look like in about half an hour. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a monster when you give her like paint and walls it's gonna to tidy paint. up. Yeah. Uh, no, I do think it's. I do think. I think we can assume it's the Falcon, and uh, yeah, I think so. And yeah, but uh, yeah, what in the world were they doing? Well, Wookie hair, you know. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it, maybe it ends up under water or something like that. You know, there are reasons it could just like get totally tra- trashed, don't they? Yeah, yeah, you and know. there and there could be a little bit of fanboy service going on where we'll actually see why. Yeah. you know, mm. the Falcon is so dirty. I mean, something wouldn't it be, might, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be funny if all these if all these years we've been thinking what a heap of junk and secretly it really isn't at all? These modifications are actually kind of making it look like it's a piece of junk when it isn't. You know, so, right. so can... it's like it's like the rich guy that drives the piece of crap car. Right. When anyone to know he's rich. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. Sort of... but, and but it's it certainly it could just be like, yeah, look at me. I can't, you know, I can't do over 50. It's such a beaten up old banger. But in actual fact, it's brand new. You know, well, it yeah. certainly gives you a lot of thought when you consider Lando's line in Empire Strikes Back when the Falcon is sitting there. On the uh, landing platform yeah, on Cloud yeah. City, he goes, "What have you done to my ship? <laughs> Holy crap! You, the, the, yeah. the hallways used to be white and nice, and the floor was shiny. Yeah. What the hell?" But, but uh, well, what do you think about a lot of people are saying about like Lando as the character? Like, you really, you think he'd be seen driving around the Falcon as it is? I mean, that guy, that guy's super slick, and you know, yeah, no, not not the way. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to imagine him in in the yeah, Falcon. like with his silk silk capes on, sitting in right. a dung heap, right. you know. I mean, but but let's you know be honest. I I think that uh, Chewie and Han lived in that ship. That was that was more than just a, a <laughs> yeah. you know vehicle, a vessel. I think that was their their home for a long time. But uh, all right, getting back into this, we see an exterior shot of the Falcon uh, illuminated by some by some lanterns and, and twin Sunrise uh, looking very Han Solo, wearing like a long coat, kind of has sort of the. The, the trench coat Han gone and that unmistakable you know and very iconic belt buckle. You know, I think he looks like that. He looks like the Irish, Irish Jabba. You know, the, the original <laughs> Jabba that they had? Yeah, they're like, solo. Declan Declan McCollins or whatever his name yeah. is. I've got a feeling that's got to be Kessel because look at the dust in that sky. It a looks like dust, it's daytime, but it's right? so, so dusty. Twin Suns. Twin sons, really? See twin sons? Twin sons. Yeah. And yes, the way Alden is standing there. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah. 
Or it could be twin oh, moons. Okay, it could yeah. Be, it could be twin moons. moons. Well, it could be, but they certainly mm-hmm. seem to be well illuminated. However, it is dark like nighttime. And also yeah. notice there's some additional um, exterior plating to the Falcon underneath, yep. which oh, definitely yeah, looks like that was stripped away over the years. I have to say what this shot reminded me of was when we see in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek film from what oh nine, uh, you know, when you first see Chris Pine as Kirk, looking at the yeah. enterprise under construction it kind of has that mm-hmm. okay i'm i'm seeing my destiny here a little bit this is you know i'm going to be inextricably linked with this uh with this ship so it could be kind of a moment I mean, maybe it's, maybe this is the showroom floor and this is just it's looking at a bunch of these here corellian corvettes <laughs> it, it yeah. feels like this is the first time he's ever yeah. Setting his peepers on the Millennium Falcon, and we're there for it, which is awesome. Next shot, uh, we got a little uh, title card here. It says, This Summer. Then cut away to Amelia Clark's character, Kira. Then next shot is an explosion happening behind a droid. All right, can, I say, I say, can I have a gripe? I've got a gripe. You got a gripe? I got a little bit of a gripe. I got a little bit of a gripe Already here. griping. Okay. I feel every time we see Kira, yes. uh, she looks like she just stepped out of the latest rom-com. I don't, I don't find anything um, her, Star Wars about right. Her, her, her haircut, all. her haircut, her wardrobe, yeah, her yeah. earrings nothing, look nothing very out of this world. Right, it looks like something that stepped right out of this uh, 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 dramedy on the CW. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I, I hear you on that. There, there's very little distinguishing herself as being someone within the Star Wars universe. You know, right? I mean, there's no, there, you know, you think about. Carrie with the with the star puffs. You think about uh, Natalie Portman, very quickly established with all of her, you know, unique garb. No exotic um, factor. No exotic. You know, no exotic you know, quality. Uh, and even if you look at if you look at um, uh, Jin from Rogue One, uh, it was her wardrobe that gave her that, you know, that sort of I, rebel look. This is I don't know. You know what that makes me think of though, Jason is like. You know, if if that was a rule that they had to stick to, can you imagine if they had like fifty women in the room, it just looked like the Muppet Show because they'd all have mad yeah, it hair. It really would, right? I mean, like, why is there, why is nobody got normal hair? Like, <laughs> three buns, eight buns, five buns, and one bun. And one one looks yeah, like more six. Give me a bun here. Give me yeah. a bun. Uh, you know, like, all right, all right. I, 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 no more hair. Right, she's got okay. She's the one in the galaxy with the normal hair. But there, there is just there's no there's no Star Wars quality. There's nothing. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the necklace is a little normal. It looks like it might say Kira on it. You know. Yeah. EFF, I think. Even her haircut, those bangs look like she cut them herself. Okay, let's move forward. Okay. All right, here uh-huh. we get the cool droid. Here we see this droid pop up later in the trailer too. I'm speculating this droid is Lando Calrissian's Millennium Falcon. Falcon co-pilot. It is based on what we see later. Can I make an observation about that droid? You know, yeah. if you look, you look, if you look at the front of it, it's got you know a lot of kind of uh, uh, astromech kind of paneling and things like that. There are a lot of like, elements that feel like they're derived from astromech. an R two design, and even the sides of the legs and stuff like that. You know, so I was wondering whether or not the whole thing might actually compress down into something that resembles an R two unit. Wow! Because the ne- the neck is just you know a bunch of cables and a pole. So I think that head could like just end up sitting down on itself, and the arms could even compress. You know, the the lower arms could slide up into the it's top. Like a arm. transformer. Yeah, cool. You know, but like to just kind of you know pack away easy or whatever. <laughs> I dig uh-huh. it. I dig it. I like that. I like it. 
All right, so that's uh, L337. Is that the name right. of this character? Yeah. Okay. yeah. L337. Yeah, L337. Paul is noticing astromech details here. So, okay, something to look out for. Then now, Isn't very... that the first, first kind of three, like, like strong, uh, well, um, noteworthy kind of female droid apart from the, the silver... Uh, protocol droid I thought we were Fantasy. supposed to get a female droid in this yeah. film. She's female. That character's a female one. Oh, oh okay. There we go. There yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so next Lando's shot. Lando's going to have a female droid. Next shot, we have <laughs> space train action here. And what's really cool is that yeah. the rail for the train is uh, up in the air, much like here in Chicago where we have the elevated trains, the L. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, but there's another one underneath it. So yeah. it's a, it's a gonna, two-sided thing track. Thing to me about this is are we going to get them at Disney? Yes, Ooh. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> right? we're going to be going on this ride, my friends. Yeah. And oh, Jason God. will be the first to reach for the intergalactic <laughs> barf bag. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the tauntauns. Fine. Uh, yeah. Next is our now, first. If you good... look real close, you'll see Jaws from James Bond biting one of the cables on the top. <laughs> yeah. Next, we see our first good look at Woody Harrelson as is yeah. uh, uh, the mentor character for Han Solo. Uh, what's his name in this film? Tobias Beckett. Beckett. And he's based on uh, a, a similar character, Gareth Tobias. Shrike. Tobias. Gareth Shrike from the Han Solo trilogy by uh, uh, C.J. Crispin, I believe her mm. name was. Um, Tobias. Am I, am I wrong? I, I feel like this is like a very, very earthy name. Tobias. Tobias Beckett. Well, I mean, a lot of Star Wars names are very earthy. Mm. Han, Luke, and Leia mm. are very well, earthy. Han isn't nice. earthy. There's nothing earthy about Han. If Leia, we, yeah. Luke, yeah. It does feel a bit like kind of Olivia Cromwell or something like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tobias Beckett. And, and you notice there's some sort like of uh, towering uh, structure behind him. It's, that- it's not that towering when you see it in the other trailer. It's like, because I was like, oh, is that Massa's castle? <laughs> nah, nah, it's about a foot high. <laughs> All right, but obviously those things aren't just there to look at. They they must have some sort of significance mm-hmm. to the plot, action, or uh, whatever in the film. Um, yeah. So then, okay, now we're in this really upscale club. Uh, lots of dancing going on. I see uh, Twi'lek girls dancing together. Yeah, Finally, this is our kind of Star Wars party here, folks. <laughs> any any Rodians? No, no, none uh, obvious. But that's okay. Uh, I wouldn't be looking at them if I was in this room anyway. I would be <laughs> staring at these Twilight this, girls dancing. This looks like a different. You know, some of the leaked pictures we saw of this this building, judging from the windows and stuff like that. There, there's another floor, and you'll notice that there's a staircase in this room where they're all dancing. So I think we're going to oh, be I on see, several yes. different levels in this building. And on the next floor up or the floor below or whatever, there's an Ewok in one of those glass cabinets. So they're, they're, somebody's basically stuffed an Ewok and stuck him in a jaw. Keep uh, Ewoks no. in mind. Seriously. Yeah, they really have. Keep, keep <laughs> Ewoks in mind. Yeah. Yep. Not in the trailer, but it's, it's there. So there's, there's more than one floor in this building. I recognize the, the windows and what have you. It's the same. By the way, you got these two lady okay. Twi'leks uh, dancing together. Um, just pointing that out, folks. Uh kind of nice so so you know what to do with your action figures when you buy them on uh force friday yeah, I, think, or, I think that's a guy to be like by the way dude on the left no no it's not yeah yeah no she's got uh-huh. the head here no it's two that's definitely two females that's a, no that's a dude on the left man 
Yeah, I'm telling you, he's got some dude. He's got some guns going on. You fancy a dude, man? All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I wait, wait. Let's get to Grace Jones here. We haven't seen her since a view to a kill. No, there's a problem with that, by the way. I'm totally cool with that, Jason. If that's why you're rolling, it's oh, fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But anyway, Grace Jones uh, uh, singing here. <laughs> Grace Jones, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. She feels like something out of Dune. You know, like the 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 um. Was it the Guild Navigators that kind of used to hold the, the microphones in front of the faces in, in uh, Lynch's version of Dune? And it's got that kind of vibe to it, I think. She looks like she's got a typewriter on her head, doesn't she? Now, okay, number one I notice is that she probably has Snoke's tailor, oh, judging with sure. the, yeah. the gold lame. Uh-huh. And number two, yeah. what's up with the frog in the jar behind her? What's I, that I all he's about? A, he's probably her accompaniment. Like, he looks like he's got a hole for a mic. In his yep, jaws, so there's probably going to be like a goggling or like a company man, you know. So he's probably doing the baseline. Do the one more time. How does that go? <laughs> Something like that. That's good. I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> you watch when you when you see it, and it sounds just like that. You'll be you know, full so, it. So we have a backup musician in a jar. That's <laughs> great. That's great. I reckon. Fantastic. All right. So let's move forward. But yeah, Grace shows in. She has some weird sort of uh, apparatus in front of mm-hmm. her nose and her mouth. It could That's be cool. uh, some sort of like. Uh, An ad. Yeah, just some, uh, who knows what it is. And, and mm-hmm. a weird headdress, too. Very She's weird. Got, uh, the headdress got itself Anthony. looks like, in my opinion, the headdress itself looks like it might be a musical instrument. And maybe yeah, what's up in her mouth is another thing. Yeah, it looks like some sort of percussion instrument of some sorts. Maybe there's going to be like a CG character bounced on her head. You know, it yeah, might be something because there's like a little table there, isn't there? You know, so maybe there's going to be something up there. Mm, like a little, little mini stage. Yeah, it looks like she got a dress from like Anthony Daniels Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> same, same place. Moving forward, we have a shootout happening up on top of the train. Uh, shot, you know, kind of a flashback to Indiana Jones a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I can't. I'm, I'm having a hard time. It looks like it's some sort of alien creature um, exchanging blaster bolts with uh, a character who I'm presuming is Han Solo. Um, no, I think no, it's maybe the, not. The guy, eh? Maybe it's the, not. It's the other guy. It's I think it's Woody Harrelson. It could yeah, be Woody. It could be Woody. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. Woody Stan. Do you see the blaster blockers on the on the arms? They they come out like a fan. Yeah, I see that both now. Arms. Oh, kind of cool. Look at that! Like when Batman's gauntlets. Yeah, they look cool. All right, so oh so yeah, and you that, can see it from the from above. They got another shot here. It looks mm. like the the character that we're presuming is is I, now. I'm not so sure that's Woody Harrelson. I think that could be Alden Ehrenreich because I'm seeing darker hair yeah, and the character is wearing goggles of some sort. Yeah, um, maybe. But he's yeah. got that duster on, like uh, we see Woody earlier. And we, maybe he's well, wearing we Woody's see, jacket. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, now you we could see, be right, Jimmy, because he has got dark hair, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Now we I see a, a good shot here of Billy D. <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, childish Gambino. <laughs> wait, let me see. How wait, you... wait, 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 no, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Does he have a rapper name? Well, yes. Is, is that uh-huh. what this is? Oh, yeah. Did mm-hmm. you watch the Grammys? This is Childish Gambino. Donald Glover has yeah. a musical mm-hmm. persona who goes by the uh, name of Childish Gambino. 
And uh, he he was performing like the Gambino crime family. Yes, Exactamundo. And yep. he was he performed on the Grammys just last week, uh, a couple weekends ago. And um, yeah. he uh, I didn't did, know that was where the name came from. He did some music. It sounded very much like Prince to me. But um, it is, yeah, yeah. It, Why it, doesn't he just go by his name? What's he got to make up a name for? <laughs> Why is he just Donald Glover? Well, he's a big Prince well, fan apparently, and uh, obviously Prince like, didn't go you know, by his like, real name, so. Like maybe Madonna's name is like you know Jane Smith, you know it's like yeah, but it's not like so she's doing sell, acting gigs as Jane Smith, and then yeah, but you know you sell more albums. Madonna, <laughs> this is showbiz. This is show business. Uh, Donald well, Glover think, is an I, extremely talented, talented guy. I mean, he's done it all oh, I have from no sitcoms. Doubt. I have no doubt. He created the the show Atlanta. He's been performing. Uh, Right. You know, right. music is childish Gambino for years now, and 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 now he's he's breaking through to major motion pictures. So, uh, by the way, I'm looking, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the the, the last two frames of the uh, that that fight on the uh, top of the train. That's yes. definitely Woody Harrelson. That's okay. I, All right, I got to I got to say, like, I'm not, you know, being a bit of an animal rights type. I'm not a big fan of fur coats, and there's a lot of fur coats in this movie. Right, but I have to say, there's, there's something very amusing about the fact that I can tell from Lando's coat here. Judging from the size of the little squares that make it up, I think that might be porg skin. I've got a feeling, <laughs> you know, which would be it'd, it'd be really funny if he turns what around. What do they have? Porg feathers? Do they yeah, have fur? Right? Or do they no, have they have feathers. fur yeah, more maybe. than feathers. But I, I reckon when you go the, when when you look at the back of him, he might have like little eyes and little little beaks <laughs> kind of staring at you. you know what I mean? The whole thing is lined with beaks. And yeah, the, good God. Or it, or it could be it could be Ewok. But, yeah, it's a know, big Ewok it, face on the back, like yeah. a pelt. Yeah. Okay. So let's move forward here. <laughs> well, but I, I, all right. So he's got that big uh, cape, or it's not a cape. He's got that big uh, coat or cloak. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was thinking that we, we'd he'd have to have a cape because uh, Billy D made such a big deal over the fact that that yeah. Lando, you know, it's all about the cape. He does. He, just does. he has a cape. Okay, he does. Yeah. Because on. there have been some uh, action figure leaks. Uh, photos have been revealed showing that yellow. Fit. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the yellow he's, shirt, he's rocking all kinds of clothes in this. I think he's got a black cool? cape. He wears scarf. He does the scarf and mm-hmm. a cape. He doubles down, scarf and wow. cape. <laughs> oh my god! That's they get like... ready for another movie, aren't they? Spin-off movie, scarf cape <laughs> <laughs> instead of Scarface or whatever. Gangster movie about. All right, uh, let's Lando. continue with the Super Bowl yeah, TV spot. We see some shots of the Millennium <laughs> Falcon flying through darkness, blurry, hard to see, and then uh, the shot here uh, where you see Alden Ehrenreich behind um, bars, or someone's looking at him through a window with uh, blinds. Um, you know, it's it, this is a daft thing to say because it's just one quick shot, but he nails a Harrison there. You know, just the seriousness. Oh yeah. It, it, Really reminds me of like Harrison in Empire. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like it, it clearly, I, I mean, people are kind of throwing the teddy out of the cot, aren't they? A little bit about the fact that why doesn't he look just like Harrison? Like, because he's not Harrison. You <laughs> right, know, and, right, and yeah. everybody's like, why don't you use that guy that just really pretty impersonations of Harrison? Because he's only acted in one movie and he probably can't hold the film on his own. Rather, they went for somebody who looked, who looked, who looked nothing like Harrison but can act. And and I think they've made the right choice with him. Like visually, I think he's he's close enough, you know. And I think this shot is the one that kind of makes me go, yeah. I think maybe when you when you push that button and try really hard to do a Harrison, you can do it, you know. But maybe he's not going to do that all the time. I'm I'm assuming he's going to kind of treat it in the same way that the uh, they've done Kirk in the new Trek, 
you know, where you don't do it all the way through the movie because it's slightly ridiculous if it's an impersonation yes. that's just right. all the time. But like just those occasional moments where you kind of go, there he is, you know. Yeah. By the way, worst logo ever in Star Wars history. I know, man. Worst it's, a bit, logo. it's a bit fan fiction, isn't it? Uh, it really is. It really yeah. is. And I remember when the Force, uh, when the Force Awakens, when the logo came out, I thought, okay, this is definitely placeholder. It's just <laughs> you know. And now I'm so accustomed to it. Well, yeah. At the time, I remember like, it looks. I remember going, it looks like a sandwich. There's no way they're going to stick with this. <laughs> <laughs> Six yeah. months later, I had the T-shirt. You know, you know guys. <laughs> right. Guys, you know, you're talking about. Uh, the, the choice of actor to uh, play this character. I mean, obviously, it's going to be scrutinized to death because Han Solo was more than a great character yeah. on paper, okay? Um, it was Harrison Ford that made it more than a great character than it was on paper, and mm. he owns the character a lot. And so there's going to be a lot of scrutiny, going out toward Alden Ehrenreich about his performance in this film. I am trying to keep an open mind about it. Yeah. And let's, not, was, let's, not, let's not do a, another, you know, let's not do an Anakin Skywalker giving a dude a hard time until his career's wrecked. Right. Let's, and giving him a hard give, time. Let's give him a break. Giving him a hard time because he's not Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you yeah, know? right. Um, right. But uh, I got to say, though, as, as much as I'm open-minded about Alden Ehrenreich playing Han Solo, I recently saw Baby Driver, which I thought was a fantastic yeah, film. Yeah. And the lead in that, the, the getaway driver, Baby, yeah. is played by an actor named Ansel Elgort. And this guy, I think, would have been perfect for Han Solo, a young Han Solo. He really nails you know, I, kind of this. I really like him, but... Yeah, there's still something missing. There's I, something I think, missing. I think, uh, too brooding, too brooding. He he maybe lacks uh, uh, the the uh, the sort of charismatic, friendly quality yeah. that well, you Han know, Solo needs to, to have. I mean, well, like yeah. Har- Harrison is like handsome because he's because of kind of who he is, you know. But in a lot of ways, he's like he's he's kind of quirky looking too, you know. Like he's not he's not kind of Tom Cruise, put it that way, you know. Not, so, not what you would call conventionally, you know. He's not yeah. Roger Moore handsome, you know. Where yeah, he's I mean, got he, a perfectly he, symmetrical Moore, face. Hang on a minute. I throw out Roger Moore. <laughs> he thinks about I Roger Moore know. a lot, a real lot. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just stuck in this bond. I, I just I oh, he's so handsome face tonight. The the well, off air conversations wait a we wait have. A minute. I saw a documentary years ago about beauty. Yeah. And beauty was, according to this documentary, linked to facial symmetry. Yeah. yeah. And they had all these experts on, and they said that Roger Moore had one of the most symmetrical faces, particularly when he was younger, of any celebrity. Yeah. And and so that... Yeah, I, I was like, thinking more kind of 70-year-old estate agent Roger Moore kind of... You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Roger Moore with the giant glasses where... <laughs> Small bugs burst into flame if he uh, looked at them on a sunny day. I'm not, talk- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about that, Roger Moore. Bless yeah. his heart, rest his soul. The legend, um, but I mean, uh, it's, it's Harrison's personality that shines out of him that is his most attractive yeah, quality. Exactly he's, right. he's, he's a good-looking guy anyway, but like really, it's the charisma that kind of comes out from the inside. That's, All right, guys, that's this thing. is what's called a rabbit hole, and we just went down it. Let's get yeah. back to the solo trailer because there's one final <laughs> shot here from the Super Bowl spot. Uh, more on Roger Moore and Bondcast. Tune in. Um, 
But uh, let's let's concentrate on Solo, a Star Wars story. The final yes. shot we see from the Super Bowl spot is talk the, about Star Wars. <laughs> it's the back of Han and Chewie. Chewie obviously wearing a different sort of bandolier, a, a double shoulder sort of thing that crisscrosses mm-hmm. in front of him, his chest. I like that because like, the concept art for Chewie was like that. You know, absolutely, it had, it had absolutely. Now, of course, we saw Chewbacca in Star Wars Episode Three, and he had his traditional bandolier. So uh, we're, we're we're catching it, him at an odd time when he's kind of transitioning <laughs> bandoliers. <laughs> sort of a. There is no greater fashion statement for a Wookiee to make. As a matter of fact, there is no fashion yeah. statement for a Wookiee. I had no idea what a bandolier was, you know, until uh-huh. Star Wars came along, and uh, I, you know, I was probably. Four years old, and I knew what bandolier was. If you watch Bonanza, you knew already. You know, like, oh right, that's a bandolier. Okay. Or, or blazing well, saddles. Yeah, badges. Well, not, we don't need no sticky badges. Guys, <laughs> or yes, yes, not even close. I think the the problem they had with that, you know, when you think about it, is is a little similar to putting Yoda in in uh, the Phantom Menace. It, it's you know when the character is so old, like how much younger does he really need to look? You know. Right. So and I think they've tried to make him look a little younger. You know, he feels like, like he's fur, fur, maybe he's a, yeah, he looks like his fur looks I a think, tiny, tiny bit shorter. And uh, you know what, you, you know what Yoda looked like highlights when when Yoda yeah. was when Yoda was seventy years old. He looked just like Ed Asner. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Google Ed, Jim, Ed Asner. Jimmy's theory yeah, is that Yoda like a is actually human. Uh, yes, Yoda is actually, you human. know, it's just like what you see as a 900 year old human. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I got to give you, I got to give you props, man. I'm starting to come around to this. Yoda uh-huh. is human. We've just yeah. never seen a 900 year old human before, uh-huh. but let's face it. What happens when you get old? You shrink, your hair changes, uh, your, your skin changes color, your ears get bigger. <laughs> Think about it. If, yeah. if, uh, if you ever met yeah. my mom, you'd, uh, you'd see that that was quite plausible. That idea, yeah, for sure. I think, well, whatever he looked like, I think he definitely had hair like Beckham. I've just got a feeling. So you know, when he went through the when he went through the braids phase, I could see Yoda with braids. <laughs> you could still see like he pierced his ear when he was eighteen. You could kind of <laughs> kind of see. Yeah. But okay, so that wraps up the uh, Super Bowl spot, which yeah, gave us the promise um, during the first quarter of yesterday's game that uh, we would be getting an official full teaser trailer today, which is Monday, February 5th. And sure enough, that happened. Uh, Good Morning America sure had the honors. They debuted it this morning. I'd even bother with Good Morning America. I just was looking at Facebook know. until it was out there, and then people were like, it's out there! So I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew. So here we go. We're, we're jumping into our first uh, official teaser trailer for Solo. But uh, Any final thoughts on the Super Bowl spot? Obviously, this is our first exposure to Alden Ehrenreich as the character of Han Solo, as minimal as it was in that TV spot. Exactly. Our- that was my thought. You know, the movie is called Solo. We barely saw Solo in this thing um but you know, 44 seconds long they crammed a lot in didn't they they yeah. did they did they did and and thank goodness it was only you know a few hours until we got the, <laughs> the full thing because that's really where it it, it paid off but well, what, what I'll tell you, as, as a first as a first uh you know little uh dose of this you know i i was excited i thought you know it, it yeah. intrigued me i thought that the characters 
uh, all looked uh, interesting, with the exception of Kira. She looked just a little too common. Um, but uh, I, I just thought, you know, I, I uh, Glover as Lando and and what we little we saw of Alden Ehrenreich. I thought, okay, all right, uh, I'm in. Good I'm stuff. In. Good stuff. I, I happen to enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah. That comes as no surprise to people listening to the show because you guys all know that I am a shill for Disney. And I like anything that has the name <laughs> Star Wars plastered oh, on it. You know what made me laugh was like like 44 <laughs> seconds, right? 44 seconds. I've already read like a good few paragraphs of hate. You know, uh, about well, about forty four seconds. It's like, oh yeah. my god, shut up! It's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's just the new world, and you know, Last Jedi. Uh, uh, it, mm. it, it, it's just been ratcheted up ever since, and and mm. you know, love it or hate it, it we, we've just got to the point where mm. it's just people are trying to out. Mm-hmm. Uh, out nasty themselves and you know the thing is why mm. why do people have this idea that it's so individual and it's so unique and you're so profound to be the first one to go saw the new trailer meh like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, supposed to be bowled over by your brilliance by that comment it just i think i think frustrating i think the thing that makes me laugh about this is like you know like pe- people have been bugging me to like a few times about what do you think what do you think because i'm trying not to really air my opinion about the last Jedi because i'm very you know middle of the road on it I'm, I, I like i like a lot of it i really dislike a lot of it too but my 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 feeling is i'm not going to rain on other people's party if everybody thinks it's perfect I'm not going to spoil your party. But then at the same time, if people are going to try and convince me that it's perfect, I'm going to laugh in your face. So it's so, yeah. so it's like it's well, a free will. But I think the thing that all of these movies... At least you waited gonna, until you saw the yeah. damn movie. <clears throat> but I think all of, these, all of these movies are not going to be for everybody. And that's kind of a shame. Okay. You know, it'd be great if we all loved it, like every single one of them. And I, I, think, I think the bottom line is that all these comments are kind of like, no, it's just noise in the wind because in the end, you know, what really matters is ticket sales. And if and if we all go and see it, then you'll get more of what you like. And but if you don't go and see it, you didn't like the it. Originals, and, I mean, they've, the originals were divisive in some ways in their time. It's yeah, just that well, they, years, yeah, we've they rewrite like sort through it. What makes what makes me laugh now is history revision. Like, oh, nobody really liked Empire. Nah, they did. Everybody liked it. I'm sorry, they well, did. There were a handful true, of Paul. negative. Paul, that is was... not true. I, I, oh, I, will, I will stand up on that. When when Empire oh, first you came out, stupid mates, then Jimmy. When no 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 no. <laughs> when Empire first came out, it was met everybody with a lot of it. complaining. It was no, met. Everybody with... liked every single person oh, in the whole you're world. Nuts. You're nuts. You're sugarcoating the past. <laughs> there was no such thing as no, a I'm... sequel I'm... that was superior to the original back in the seventies and early eighties. <laughs> there was no such thing. Uh-huh. Nobody looked at sequels that way. We didn't accept it as a franchise. The whole thing you'll be, you'll about be, Star you'll Wars. be telling me Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is better than Howard the Ducks next. It's I not having- don't uh, know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I will say, I mean, you know, nobody was marching out of Empire Strikes Back proclaiming <laughs> it was greater than the original Star Wars in 1980. <laughs> that was too too high a hill to climb at that time. And yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact it was left open ended. Uh, that you know, and and the 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 heroes were losers at the end. 
and 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 and, and the, the greatest Jedi of all time sounded like Grover from Sesame Street. Yeah, These were the legitimate complaints. Like, These were whoa. legitimate complaints about Empire back in the day. It grew in stature over time. Man, your mates were really back. slow, weren't they? All my mates just got it straight away and thought it was brilliant. Oh, was oh your mates. Well, <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about right, your let me mates. Ju- wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, the point that I wanted to make, though, hold on. Yeah, I just, the point that I wanted to make was that half of Star Wars history, but prior to episode one, uh-huh. was, was built around nostalgia. Now it's hard for me to say. I don't. I don't say that in a way to diminish how great the movies are. I think the movies are empirically perfect, but uh, <laughs> the, my my point being that we had so much time to grow up and live with every bit of dialogue, every shot, every scene that these are coming at us so fast that yeah. we're becoming um I, we're, we're certainly not becoming numb to it because they they do elicit a reaction but they haven't had we don't have time to digest right them in the same way that we did the classics the originals and even some of the the, the goofy stuff is overlooked because it's mm-hmm. just so intrinsically part of our childhood and and um, you know, the, the, the formation of our, our tastes when it comes to movies and entertainment. And again, I say that not to say, oh, we're whitewashing it. The films weren't great. The films are great, but we're willing to overlook certain things because of the nostalgia factor that the newer films just don't have the benefit. You know, I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I went to see Rogue One. I thought it was nearly perfect. But, you know, I realize everybody's got different options. And that's got nothing to do with nostalgia factor. You know, and I went to see Rogue One. I'm not going to mention any you know, names. So I'm not going to mention huh? any games here. Now, Paul, I, I'm, I'm not throwing you in here. Huh? What's that? But there are some oh. people no, I mean, that like, will I'm just remain like... nameless that, that think that Rogue One is the greatest Star Wars movie ever. Really? And I talked to those people immediately after seeing it in the mm. same time, in the same place with them, and mm. they didn't have much good to say about it. At the really? time. Wow. Just throw are, that out there and say, wait. I'm not going to mention any names. Are you talking I, about me? Say, the one that... The one that made me laugh. what I'm talking about. No, not you. Okay. I, I got to say, like, you know, you're talking about people calling you like Lucasfilm Shields. I think, I think, like, the thing that makes me laugh about that was you guys broadcast from the cinema straight after seeing The Last Jedi, and you both look like somebody shot your kids. <laughs> you just look like, oh my God, what happened? Well, no, but, and, then, like, and then, like, the following day, you're both like, great, it's fantastic, it's perfect. Yeah, but you're misinterpreting things. Because just because we had a shell shocked look on our face after seeing the Last Jedi, it's because of the enormity of the content being presented to us at the time, and it's been a lot to decipher. It's months later, and I'm still trying to decipher a lot of that <laughs> stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I jest, I jest. No, you don't. There's a, there's <laughs> nothing but a serious undertone to what you're saying, Paul. I I know you. I've known you for years. I can tell yes. when when you, when you're scolding. <laughs> Us, and you're scolding us right now. I can tell. I, I can read you, between the lines. Right. You it's are okay. yes. You're you're like our big brother, and you're scolding us right now. <laughs> I've been down this road before. You can li- you can like whatever you like, mate. I'm Jimmy totally is so sick. used to being the big brother that uh... <laughs> it is awkward for me. I, I do admit it is awkward for me. But I am defiant. I am a defiant little brother bastard. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's great, mate. You're the little brother I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. All right. 
right. Let's, I'm... Let, let's let's chat about the uh, about the, the the full trailer. The full mofo. We got yeah. it right here. So oh, same okay. opening shot. Those uh, well, is it the a, same a version of it? Right. Is it the same. Well, it looks like he's, he, he's... a little bit different because we're seeing a close up of the his Apple Watch that he has there uh, on his Apple left watch. hand. <laughs> He's got the, yeah. a little dirty, but <laughs> so uh, yeah, we see Hans' hands flipping across a bunch of controls. Could be in his speeder. I think that's where it is in his speeder. Definitely not the Falcon. When I first saw yeah. it, I uh, thought now it's the Falcon. It could. It is the Falcon yep. because you can see that steering yoke. That yeah, you know, that, there it is with the four. Yep, look at right, right. The center, the center panel is always giveaway. That yep. looks like a, kind of like a plunger or something. It's kind of all you know. So that's different like already camera. from the Super Bowl spot. Then we see the Lucasfilm thing, the logo. Then we see the back of Han's uh, convertible speeder. It looks like he's driving indoors. He's like it, it looks inside. like a bedstead, doesn't it? Like a kind of old, a what? Like a, like a brass like bedhead or something. Oh yeah. Oh, oh you like, you're um, like a headboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, a little bit. Well, maybe the you know, hey, suave guy. <laughs> you know, it's just to save time. He's, yeah. got, he's got his sweet ride that doubles as a as a headboard. And well, I don't know what it is. Like the thing I'm really picking up on a lot of the design work from from these movies at the minute is like they, they seem to be really into boxy square stuff, you know. And and I know the the original trilogy always had its fair share of kind of boxiness, but I mean literally like square and rectangular and you know cubes, you know. And a lot of these speeders look really, you know, like we saying like a like a book. Or mm-hmm. or a box, and even the even the kind of you know the new speeder bikes stuff have a very kind of boxy feel. You know, it's cool. It's interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that this seems to be uh, in contrast to what you're, well, you're you're accustomed to in the original trilogy. Is this is yeah, this a like, is this a Disney thing? Well, I don't know. I mean, like I've noticed it a lot in the in the uh, in the Force Awakens and stuff too. You know, like Han's new ship is basically a box in front of a box, and the, and the mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. the first order landers are basically a box. And then the 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 first yeah. order sort of snow speeder that was caught was a box with a few boxes on the front. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm spotting a theme like they like their You're boxes, and, he, right. and even even a lot of the new spaceships are boxes with a bit on either end, you know. But but um, so it seems to be a thing that they're, they're really into, like very very square, you know. I, I yeah. guess that's the way they're interpreting the old designs, you know. But for me, I kind of find them very. Uh, a, a lot more varied, you know. Whereas, whereas this kind of even Ray's speedy, you know, Ray, Ray's, you know, yeah, yeah, Ray's speedy, yeah, yeah, very, very, very rectangular. Oh. Yeah, you know, just driving a, a big rectangle around. It's cool, though. It's interesting. Um, and this, this uh, Han driving around. You guys look at the jacket. I'm wondering if this is some sort of perhaps uh, Imperial Cadet uh, jacket. It looks like an inverted version of his outfit in yeah. in Star Wars, doesn't it? You know, like kind of white waistcoat, black sleeves. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Yes. Like what they right. did with the TIE Fighters in mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy, where they basically yeah. inverted the color yeah. scheme. Yeah. Instead of having love- dark solar panels, they're it's, whitish. It's nice to see him wearing his driving gloves, you know, that he wore in the first film. Yes, yes. That's kind of cool. I, I think this is this is one of the shots where he kind of looks the most like Harrison in terms of the eighties hair department, you know. So okay, like, you bring up a good point here. How how deep into this can we get <laughs> when we can just like abandon the whole Harrison Ford thing and just look at yeah. it as a character in a film? I mm. mean, just can we just look at him and say he's Han Solo? No, I'll, I'll tell you what. When when I <laughs> no, <laughs> think about it, Jason. No, no. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm well, not. We gonna, can't. One second. We can't. Seconds, no. It's impossible because Harrison <laughs> Ford. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of 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 
of Chris Pine as Kirk. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, I mean, Zachary Quinto, when he was cast as Spock, um, you know, we had seen kind of, uh, you know, I'm thinking of like Star Trek three, you saw kind of Spock grow before your eyes and that whole weird thing on Genesis and all that. And, um, and, and I mean, it was real close to, you know, early Leonard, you know, classic, Leonard Nimoy in the original trilogy or original trilogy. Good God. Original series. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're still looking at Chris Pine yeah. thinking William Shatner is trying to be Shatner. I, you know, we're never going to get there. I mean, we're not going to get there in our life. We're not ever going to get there. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I buy um, Pine as Kirk. Yeah, you, I, yeah I, right. I, I, After I really three films, Jason, you can't accept Chris Pine as Captain James T. Kirk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. No, no. I, I think there's a di- I think there's a difference in the question here. The premise is can you see him without thinking about William Shatner? For me, Don't no. Star Wars. Never. Even <laughs> no, three films. But I'll never see I'll never see Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo and not think about Harrison Ford. It's just not it's not possible. It's not. It's because not possible. Han Solo was one thing on paper, but when Harrison Ford brought the character to life, it became a whole different thing. It oh, really did. Harrison no. brought so much to mm. the role. That's why I, I wonder if we're on a real slippery slope here. But, I mean, we do have things we can look Harrison at. Harrison Ford is like John Wayne, like Cary Grant, like uh, um, Clark Gable. Like there's one of the – he is maybe the Clint Eastwood. He is one of the last of those yeah. actors that are not interchangeable with anybody. He is so unique and so iconic and just such a movie star, I, I I know every inch of the guy's face. You know, he's it's, part I of mean, my. It's, it's hard to imagine anybody else playing indie, isn't it? You know, and it's the yeah. same for Han. But, but we have Absolutely. had other actors yeah. play indie, at least a younger yeah. indie, yeah. much like. By the way, I thought younger Phoenix, his young indie was was phenomenal. I, I yeah. mean, you talk about a guy that just. Mm. Just in that short segment at the top of Last Crusade, he just got those little clumsy indie mannerisms down you know, just so well. You know what it is? The problem, the problem, the problem they could have with this, you know, in the same way that you know people have been critical of various different things not developing properly between, not having a chance to develop properly between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi because there wasn't enough time. I think it could be an issue like that, where because this is set so close to the original trilogy in terms of, you know, Han's not a boy here, is he? You know, he's a, he's a young man, and he's really a young man in the original Star Wars. So we really do expect him to be very similar to Harrison in the early days. Whereas if if he was younger, and I'm not even sure I would want that, you know, 20-year-old Han, you know, I think it's it, this is a nice kind of, you know, age, I think, for the character. Well, we but almost got twelve-year-old Han in episode yeah. three. Oh, thank goodness we didn't. But, but like you know, it's it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like we expect him to be closer because he is very close to what we've seen before. Whereas if it was ten years apart, we'd be maybe be a bit more forgiving. We almost you know? got young yeah. Han Solo in the Clone Wars animated show. Yeah, that was on yeah. the books, right. but it never happened. Right. Right. I, I think now, I might I, get used to this quickly because you know I I like. Hey, I think he's. I think he's got something, and he's not. He's never going to be Harrison Ford, but I don't think anybody ever would be. 
So, right. and, I, and, I, and I do love the character. It is for me. It isn't just about Harrison, but I mean, obviously, Look, in large this is part, about this is about the long term. Uh, this is about the longevity of of yeah. Star Wars as a as a film series. And 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 when I say that, I personally. And probably never going to be able to look at Alden Ehrenreich in a Star Wars movie and, and not think of Harrison Ford. I don't think that that's going to be true for everyone in all generations forever and ever. You know, I yeah. was the one that was advocating a recasting of Carrie Fisher for episode nine because I believe that yeah. story is everything, that it's got <laughs> that the characters are bigger than the actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the way it it has to be realistically. So I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, how dare you recast this iconic role?" I'm all for it. It's just for me, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's going to, you know, it's it's, doing, a, it's a big, yeah. Oddly, oddly enough, one of the things for me that is, it, it's almost like there are certain qualities that I, that a person has that become so noticeable. You know, like there are certain there are certain actors like Jack Nicholson. You know. Obviously, yes. if you're impersonating yes. Jack, it might be the smile that you have to get right. And everything else yeah. can almost be different. And with Harrison, you know, a large part of, you know, his charm as a character and stuff is actually what he does with his voice and vocally. And the voice is so different that I think that might be throwing people a lot, too. Because I think if the voice is, was much nearer, because he's, he's obviously a lot higher in pitch. Yeah. Harrison yeah, that's has ex- that deep voice, you know. That's exactly what my wife was... said. My, my my wife and I, we were watching the trailer. We we watched it a couple of times, and mm. and she said, wow, he's, you know, a really good-looking guy, and I really buy him as, as, as Han Solo. She goes, until he opens his mouth. Now, that's yeah. another thing that's a little unfair, right? I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, my yeah. God, you know, how, how unique is that? But the thing yeah, is, we, and, we, I, we and I reminded Deborah. Yeah, yeah, right. I reminded Deborah. <laughs> I said, I said, now make sure though that when you're listening to this guy, you're not thinking about, you know, seventy year old Harrison Ford. You know, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. J- Jimmy does so well. Um, you know, it's been a while since Deb has seen Episode Four, and yeah. there was definitely mm-hmm. a difference. Um, and I think that what we're what we have heard of Alden is mm-hmm. he's definitely taking a page out of. The, the 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 tempo, yep. uh, the, uh, the, oh, yeah, the clipped yep. nature of the you know the way he talks, the cadence. How, um, how do you go the cadence. That's the word I was looking for. Exactly, Jim. The how, cadence. He's like, he's so, he sounded so convinced. He's like, get off my plane. It was great. <laughs> but listen, I'm like I'm like Swank. Yeah, okay, I'm, let's do this. Let's how, do. how do you, how do you guys feel about his accent? Because obviously he's a Brit. He sounds kind of okay to me. But I, I don't know. Do, do you guys think he sounds like the same accent? What? Is he British? Uh, no, I mean like Han. You know, do, do you think do you think the accent sounds like like Harrison? Well, you he doesn't know. have an accent. You have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, obviously, if you came from the south, you'd notice, wouldn't you? you know? So, like, I'm just wondering, like, because I don't really know where Harrison comes from or anything. Oh, oh Harrison! Harrison's from okay, okay, Harrison. Harrison oh. grew up about ten minutes from where I grew up. Oh, obviously, okay. we weren't. Uh, you know, childhood chums because he's way older than me. It's like my dad's age, but uh, yeah. he actually, I grew up in the North shore suburbs of Chicago and so did he. And, and so uh, that's uh, the, he has definitely a, a very strong Midwestern sort of sound. Yeah. 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 I, so I, and I don't know about um, Alden where he's from, um, but uh, I, I think that there's, I think there's definitely a, a good, Good symmetry there between the two. Good. So yeah, I mm. think so. 
For me, it's hard to tell, you know, as a Brit, like from. Yeah, from yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I when I hear Dick Van Dyke, I think the guy sounds English, <laughs> but Paul's ready to yeah. to hang the Cold guy. <laughs> Alden Ehrenreich is uh he's an LA boy. He he grew up ah, in uh, Los he? Angeles, right, yeah. California. So uh, IMDb's amazing, isn't it? He's like he's like, you know, he's like, I got a bad Art. feeling about this dude. No. Keanu Reeves all of a sudden. Whoa. By the way, Keanu Reeves, watching the Super Bowl, he's doing those commercials for the the the, the Wix website. Mm. Whatever, I, Keanu Reeves is he like the? Okay, so you had like Adam West. <laughs> you never Shatt- sound older, mate, but man, that's really what? No, you've never sounded out older. Oh, the, what did know? I say? <laughs> no, just like the, the Wix website. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, right. John, the Johnny Wix thing. The, 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 it's like calling it the Twitter. Yeah, that's a, it's a good outfit. It's a good outfit. Old. Yes, it's it's nice. It's yeah. a good outfit. Yes. Well, but I, my point is, is Keanu Reeves the next guy? Is he like, so it was like Adam West, William Shatner, David Hasselhoff, you know, these guys that are like in on the joke, like they like they become a caricature yeah. of themselves. Is that what Keanu Reeves is now? Whoa. Anyway. Okay, let's get back to this crazy trailer. Before we leave the uh, cockpit shot, uh, you you see... Uh, Han Solo, he's he's driving the speeder, and and uh, Amelia Clark's Kira is looking at him, very much reminding me of Karen Allen's um, character in yes. uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, just with that look, like she loves him, but she thinks he's insane. And if you notice in between the two of them, I think I see Han's golden dice hanging there off of the. Uh, you are right, yeah. sir. Yeah. Look at that. It looks like she's having a good oh. time anyway. It looks like they're having fun. By the way, I'm they're having fun. Right? My own, my own pair of golden dice. There were a number of us that, uh, thanks to Ernie, Cl- I think it was Ernie Klein was yeah. the one that was tipped Ernie. us off on on the guy that supplied the golden dice for uh, the Force Awakens. Um, made some of them available for for purchase, and and I got a pair. And I was, I got to tell you, I was a little bummed in Last Jedi. When they when they became like some sort of like weird aura besh right. uh, symbols when they were always just the <laughs> traditional you know mm-hmm. numbered dotted dice they're like one of those Dungeons and Dragons d twenties now it's uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is our but stuff <laughs> you guys have just suddenly turned into Statler and Waldorf you know that don't you. <laughs> <laughs> Or a bash, worst or a bash I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, back back to the trailer. So we we cut we, now. There's a shot in the speeder, and it looks like we're sitting in the back seat, looking over Han Solo's shoulder as he's uh, driving. Then he looks he looks back at us like you know he's shoulder checking before he changes a lane. Very responsible yeah. driving. He looks good there. He, he looks, looks great. Right. You know, he there looks... are certain shots, aren't they? Where, like, mainly when he looks serious, he's kind of like seems to be pulling it off. He looks freaking great. And then, mm-hmm. okay, so now we see he's in. You know, there's pursuit going on here. Um, mm-hmm. Troopers are chasing him through this alleyway. There's explosions going off everywhere. I like the speeders that the troopers are on. Sort of reminds mm-hmm. me of Dolph, Darth Maul's speeder from The Phantom Menace or even mm-hmm. Ray's speeder from The Force Awakens. Really, you know, more like a mm-hmm. bike. Um, yeah. Then, but not like a speeder bike in the traditional sense. Or as Paul sense. calls it, just a big square. Yeah, it's a big square. It looks <laughs> well, like a big, big boxy one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big box. It's, it, oh, yeah, I got a really <laughs> solid uh, freeze. <laughs> I did a really solid freeze frame here of it, and it definitely mm-hmm. looks like um, 
a wedge uh, with yeah. a, 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 a slot. You mean no? Uh-huh. It's like a wedge with a slot in the middle, so you can sit there, and uh, it, it's it's very nondistinct. But I it love looks the way the cool. cockpit feels kind of super retro. It definitely feels like a seventies sportster or something. Yeah, you know, like all the big buttons and plastic trims and everything. It looks great. <laughs> Checking oh, yeah, out, I'm totally getting a seventies vibe from all this. This is yeah. Checking sure. out the look of the uh, trooper riding this speeder, he does have elements of both the scout speeder and the traditional stormtrooper, mm. with some brand new sort of like like his his backpack is or or you know his back plate whatever you want to call it on the armor. It just has like two black uh, squares on it. It's it's sort of a look I I don't ever recall seeing on any trooper before. And then he's in pursuit of Han Solo, and they're cutting through a narrow alleyway. And then you see Han, and he's turning the wheel. And there's a little display there that sort of reminds me of uh, some of the uh, displays we saw in the original film when they were making the uh, Death Star trench run in the X-Wings. You know, do, do, you know well, I think when we saw, very, you know, everybody saw leaked pictures and stuff from Solo, and there's clearly a lot of speeders and stuff in this scene probably and i think the assumption was that it was probably a racetrack or something but now i'm starting to think no it just looks like a chase through a street yep you know i'm with you Paul. if if this is the same scene i mean but every scene we see with him in the speeder it just looks like you know one vehicle chasing another through the streets you know we all assumed he was yeah like a race car driver at least Mm. i did i yeah well, yeah. we may get some of that too, but I mean, this does yeah. definitely look like, uh, you know, like a, a cop chase, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Through the streets of San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So, you know, moving forward. Okay, then uh, we see the trooper. He has crashed his uh, speeder. Han has outmaneuvered him, and he is flinging through. The, he's flying through the air, and he lands uh, amidst explosion slides. Cool shot of the speeder hugging a turn and heading toward what appears to be a city area. What do you guys think? Is that are we that, on Corellia here with the the speeder chase? What? Lots of lots of water. Lots of uh, it looks like great, really gray water and big stormy sky. So it's a yeah. very kind of very British landscape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it looks, looks like, like they might have shot this at, at a real dockyard somewhere because it's got that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it, it sure I, does. I, I, was, I was kind of trying to figure out whether or not, like, if you look at screen right, about 20 seconds in, there's the, the, the two speeders are skidding around the corner yeah. towards this, what looks like a giant building. I was trying to figure out, like, obviously, obviously in the real world, they're probably, you know, if this is a real location, it's probably cranes and different parts of a dock and stuff like that. But I was trying to figure out, is that like the Star Wars equivalent of cranes over water or is it like a shipyard of some kind or something, you know? Mm. Because, and the reason I'm asking that is because, you know, you know, all this talk about Corellia probably being in this movie and we're still not even sure what it's going to look like because right. of, uh, you know, the, the legends and stuff getting thrown out and, and all that. We, I think this, the, the, it's still anybody's guess, I think, what Corellia is going to look like. You said that it was in uh, Rebels, and, and I did a little bit of uh, Googling. Oh, that I had to remember. Kessel. It was Kessel, in. Yeah. It, oh, Kessel. Okay, so yeah. Corellia has not been canonically never. shown in anything. Never, ever, ever. Okay. No. Right, it's, been, right. it's been in games and comics like a, over the years, and they've d- various different versions of it. But, but, so, but it's always been known as a place where they build ships, and I think mainly because. 
you know, it's one of those things. Like, you know, somebody was saying, if a Gamorrean eats pizza, then all Gamorreans eat pizza, you know. <laughs> and it, it's like, oh, like, like Han's a great pilot, therefore all Corellians have got something to do with starships. And I think for a while that was, that was the thinking was like, well, Corellia's got to be the place to get, you know, hot starships that really, you know, rock. So I, I wonder whether it's still a, still a place that, that maybe is a shipyard, you know, as I feel about it. But I don't know. It sure does. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we could assume that that maybe is is Corellia, and then this next shot where you nice. have the uh, which looks very uh, very snowy in winter. Um, we can assume that's Han Solo. Very Lords of the Rings sort of. It is. Like what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful look. You got and some then, nice furs covering yeah. him there, Paul. Again, well, I'm well, sorry about the furs. Yeah. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a scene <laughs> Jesus, where they're just skinny knees. Jesus to Paul, that's hilarious. Oh, we're sorry about the furs, Paul. What if they're <laughs> Wookiee pelts they're wearing? What if that's how oh, Han meets he, Chewie? Uh, even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this guy's going to keep me warm. Uh, okay. So, but, you know, he's wearing a similar fur coat, much like what. Um, Childish uh, Gambino Lando was wearing, yep. and uh, so okay. Then the pristine shot of the Falcon uh, corridor. He's looking up at the Falcon on what could be Kessel. Now we're back on this uh, sandy, beachy environment here, uh, and then look again. We're on the coastline, very similar yep. to that speeder chase. Mm. Um, you know, it, yep. it could have just been a you know a rainy day. Looks like there's moisture evaporators in the background because you cannot have a shot of a sandy environment in Star Wars without <laughs> at least one moisture evaporator. That's the rule. <laughs> That's the rule. But you also see that weird st- structure in the background, a uh, mm. big spike coming out of the ground. You there, know. Were, there were some leaked pictures, I think, Jimmy, at one point of uh, like a landscape that was covered in pipes and rust and tubes and uh rusty rusty domes and stuff like that and this has the same feel about it even though there's none of that architecture in this shot but the the it was definitely inspired by some concepts that ralph did for bespin he had like mm. a kind of a underdeveloped part of part of town if you like where it was all just you know and put in poor um repair and fallen down and rusty and all beaten up now that kind of vibe to it and this feels like the outskirts of that place if, if i had to guess i'd say this is the bit that was shot in spain you know in the island because mm. uh, it's got that really yellow looking sand you know can we wow. talk about woody harrelson's comb over can we talk about that <laughs> what's up with that hair what is He's... going on why do they always do that to these bald guys they put some stringy they put some stringy piece on there it's, and a then they put it like... it's a throwback to alec guinness dude well, yeah, but the, the wind was never whipping back those poor wisps. I mean, they gave him. <laughs> I mean, you're going to give a, a bald actor a piece. I mean, give him a real piece. Uh, the, the strands of spaghetti on top of his head, look, whatever look, that after, is. After after uh, Obi Wan's beard in Attack of the Clones, I can live with this. It's not a problem. The lift oh, shot, you know, look, the weird. I don't beard. know. Of, I think this is set in a bar. Attack of the Clones. There's a, there's a lift shot where he's got a fake beard on it. It's so bad. Yeah, there's a few uh, of those. Which one? Which one? What, what is this? Look at look closely at Attack of the Clones. Yeah, at that scene continu- with Anakin and Anakin and Kenobi in the um, they're in the lift going up to see Padme. Mm. Huh? Something about you and McGregor looks way wonky and weird in that whole show. No, yeah. I, well, I have beard. noticed. I have noticed in Phantom Menace. 
that McGregor's hair is all over the place in that one. Like there's definitely shots where it's really his hair. And then there's the reshoots where it's a wig. Yeah, I know. But guys, but guys, <laughs> guys, what we're really, <laughs> we're really setting the bar super high here with what I'm seeing from Woody Harrelson. This is unprecedented <laughs> star Wars hair. Magic. I mean, remember in the old days we used to demand that the Clone Wars needed to have characters that had hair that moved in the wind and stuff. <laughs> I think I think hair, that yeah. suggestion now has gone to too many inboxes at Lucasfilm and has been just yeah. taken <laughs> to an absurd level. <laughs> with Woody Harrelson's hair. Every strand hair. of Woody Harrelson's hair is going in a different direction. It's really amazing. This is really... <laughs> I, it must be CGI. It must be CGI right. here. Medusa from the old... Uh, what was that thing? Clash, Clash of, the of the Titans. Medusa has nothing on this guy. The, this hair... I mean, it's alive. This hair this is, is alive. This is a big moment, though. Let's talk about this moment in the trailer. Where yes, like, yes. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting a crew together. So this is the first time I think that, I, you know, I just I never thought that Han and Lando would meet as part of the same gang. Wow. But that seems to be what we're dealing I with. They're part, yeah, the we, we they're part of the same gang. They're part of the crew. We don't know if this is the first time they meet, though, do we? They probably know each other, known each other for a while, you know. Yeah, I mean, after all, like Greedo knew Han, even you know. Yeah, well, like, I, I don't think so. I think that they're going to meet each other. Uh, Woody Harrelson's agreed. character Tobias is going to bring them together as part of this gang, and yeah. and, and somehow Lando's going to become the de facto. I don't want to get into into FJ territory. Yeah, so, here, somebody I think, said something. I think, I think I think I think Woody is not long for the universe. He's going to fight it on that train fight. Lando's going to become the de facto leader, and then somehow Han's going to, you know, they're going to part ways, and so, so, he's going to end said up something the, the other day that I can't get out of my head now. Sorry, Jason. So, some, somebody right. said something the other day I can't get out of my head now, which they were talking about Greedo being called Greedo because he's greedy. You yes. Know? And they were saying Lando's called Lando because that's where they land. What? <laughs> which was like, uh, George is not a subtle man. I'm telling you, right? he's... Not yeah. a subtle man. Then you have to start wondering about all the other characters, don't you? It's like, yeah, Chewbacca. <laughs> does, he chew, does he chew tobacco or something? Yeah, but this is where we sort of meet the crew. Uh, we got this now. Now, Paul, you had speculated that, um, and actually, you were the first kid to the blackboard with this. There were some publicity shots that were that were dropped on Sunday evening, and one of them was. Uh, this this shot of this uh, is this Kira? Who is this? Yeah, uh, it is Kira. Like it. Mm -hmm. Kira yeah. coming uh, like down our, uh, a landing ramp of some sort with the droid in tow, and she's wearing this uh, fly red cape. You mm. said very imperial looking cape. Yeah, something to point out there though. In, in the background, you look at that ship. Mm -hmm. That exterior does not look like the Falcon looks. And that yet is it's the Falcon. Exactly the same ship. That yeah, is the it. Falcon. It, it just has the outer panels there. Well, yeah, it looks there's, like there's Han, and Chewie, Han and Chewie stripped mm. the Falcon down to yeah. its bare bones. It's like armature, right, yeah. you know? I mean, they mm. stripped this sucker down and they probably sell off all the parts <laughs> and all the paneling and everything. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's all, oh, you know, it's, it's, wait, 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 maybe they just landed in a bad neighborhood <laughs> they got and, stripped. and overnight they, they just stripped they it. Out, it's they, like taking the hubcaps off. Yeah. They come out the Falcons and are propped up and it's on these cinder blocks and, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. they even mm. took our stereo, Chewie. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. 
Oh, but Lando, <laughs> here you got Lando with the scarf, and uh, I mean, you know, the, oh, the scarf. Okay, can I just, just before we jump on, oh, like, do you think Kira looked like an imp, right? I mean, oh yeah, okay, does talk about like, that. Yeah, I mean, it's. Hmm, I'm just wondering what that means. You know, like. It's I don't unless think she's. I think I think it's just an accent to her character, or maybe yeah. she has some uh, royal or imperial mm. background. I mean, Han does love the yes. royals, or maybe they're running a scam. Or right, they could be running a do you, scam. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna go there and imply that Han is a type? You know, like the 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 he's. You know what? I just hope they let Han be Han. I like him with the hair buns. You know, I'm just going to leave it well, at that. You know, is, is I really hope they let you know? Han be Han. I just, I, I don't, I, I don't want well, him. You don't want him to be emasculated, and you, you don't um, want to see him, yeah, lose the. I want to see him demasculated. Okay, yes. I just, who, right. I, who is Han and be stupid and be a dumb old. Yeah. And be the, the the guy with the heart of gold, but with the gruff exterior. Just let him be Han, please. Not like a 2018 version of Han. That's not what <laughs> yes, we're looking exactly. for. Exactly. We're, we're, and I'm not looking for a 1977 version of Han. I'm looking for the timeless version of Han. Yes. And I think that's it's been established. Nobody's saying he's perfect. Nobody's well, saying that well, he's we're a... Talking- Role, original trilogy authenticity is all we're looking for yeah, here. That's right. Well, when we're talking that's... 19 1980s uh, or whatever, you know, I mean, something I've started to pick up on on some of the design work is, you know, something I'm, I think I've mentioned to you guys before off, off air is that a, a lot of it has a slightly 60s vibe. And it's kind of cool that they've gone there because when you think about it, the original Star Wars had a 70s vibe. And, and then as it went forward, it had an 80s vibe because that's when it was made. And this, as much as we kind of feel like it's it's got to have a modern day vibe because it's when they're making it, yeah. it should it should really be an element of the design that there is a little bit of sixties flair in there, and I think I'm picking up on a little bit of that like, I like, think like so sixties vibes, sixties so. flair. Like, give some examples. Well, of what you <clears> some of the some of the clothing feels a little you know more retro. It's not quite seventies. It's got more of a sixties vibe. I mean, certainly a lot of Lando's attire you know wouldn't look out of place in kind of uh, you know in a in a in a sixties episode movie. of laughing. Well, I don't know. It's got kind of a re- real retro vibe to it. You know, it yeah. looks c- kind of 60s rather than 70s. And, yeah, and baby, few- yeah! Right? Yeah. <laughs> Late 60s, you know. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some not, the, not like the, the, disco ta- the disco place yeah. where it is the dancing, you know, that has a yeah, bit of a, yeah, sort of a 60s club, you know. It wouldn't look out of place in a bomb movie, you know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And then you've got, um, who's this, Talia, what's her name uh, that's in this? The Reese? What's Thand- her name? Oh, Thandy, Thandy Newton. Thandy, Thandy. Uh, I knew Thandy. it was yeah, a T. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's rocking the. She's rocking the lady fro. Um, I mean, she's like you know something out of a a sixties. Uh, yeah, it's a cool black exploitation movie. I mean, she does. She's got that look. And Lando's rocking you know, the, the cravat. The tough crud. <laughs> what? Lando's rocking a cravat, like cravat and massive yeah. cuffs. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the scarf that Jimmy's talking about, and look at those turn-back cuffs. Yeah, he's, he's making it work, though, dude. Mind. He's making it work. That's oh yeah, they look him, great. I mean, I mean, uh, Dandy is a total badass. You don't want to mess with her. By the way, this next one, when you see this uh, little alien, I'm like, oh my god, it's Maz Kanata. Oh my god, it's not yeah. Maz Kanata. But I thought for a second it was Maz Kanata. Anybody who thinks he still is, like, pay attention to the fact she's got four arms, or he's got four arms. No kidding. Oh, I didn't notice yeah. that. Wow, got four arms. You have a look. 
And yeah. look at the goggles. Time's a wrecker, Paul. Time's a wrecker. And look at the <laughs> goggles that the character's wearing, very reminiscent of the sort of ski goggles that they wore on Hoth. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, really. Uh, Jimmy, that, that's, that's I mean, that's both. Both. And then, and <laughs> that's pronounced stuff we bought right off the shelf from Sports Mart. <laughs> <laughs> Those ski goggles. Right. So, uh, and then here's a shot, though. Somebody pointed this out to me. So you see Han Solo. He's standing there in the uh, doorway of what looks like uh, a criminal's lair. Right, smoky environment. Look to the left of him. Somebody said, is that a hut? Is that Jabba looking downward? Is that... Do you see what I'm pointing at? Yeah, it's not, unfortunately. No, what what do you see there, Paul? I don't see see it either. with a giant mouth. No, it's not a hut, for sure. They're in a lid, aren't they? Or is it even even like a being? I mean, is it... Yeah, no, I think it's a creature. It looks like it's a creature, isn't creature. it? I'm, what I'm wondering is, it looks like a gambling den, and is this where Han wins the Falcon? This Ooh. is this is he goes in there for the Sabak game. Mm. You know, I mean, it looks like they're all sitting around playing a game of cards or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Every, he's whatever that creature is looking down, like as if mm-hmm. looking down at a table of yeah. cards. Nice. I think is that like a Reese, like a three-eyed character on the left there? I can't tell. I really hope there are some original trilogy. Yeah, give us some Reese. We yeah, need more of those guys. They're called a gran, by the a way. A gran, that's right. And I always yeah. have trouble with that because I called my grandmother on my mom's side gran. <laughs> you know, so when all of a sudden yeah. my my beloved gran became this weird mm. three-eyed monster. In- yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just called my gran reyes. <laughs> I remember meet, meeting a couple of gran once oh, when, yeah. I was, when I worked on uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I remember... Right. Walking out of wardrobe and there was there was a there was a couple of grands and the you know rodian and stuff knocking about, and uh, the thing that made me laugh was like I, I used to. I used to I it's weird, the, right? I love just like the, what a grand knocking the, about the casual nature that you. Right? I mean, and this is this is Paul telling a real life story. I know, okay? man. I know. No, it's just and, you know, and, and it's just another day in Paul Bateman's life. You know, a grand and a greedo knocking about. You know. <laughs> There's Anakin with a cigarette on, like looking at his mobile phone, which was that was pretty surreal in itself, like you know. Yes, Aiden uh, smoking. Hayden yeah. smoking, but, yes. But the thing that the thing that kind of flipped me out about seeing the, the Grands and the Rodians was that if anybody played the old Jedi Knight two game, you know, the Dark Forces sort of the Dark Forces two Jedi Knight yeah. game. Yeah. The the main kind of assailants in that game, you'd walk around a corner and you'd get attacked by a bunch of Grands and a couple of Greedos would yeah. be shooting at you, you know, a couple of Rodians. And you, you get really twitchy whenever you saw them and feel like like hitting them, you know. <laughs> I, I was, so I it was a bit worrying because I so walk around the corner and there's a real roadie, and you're like, oh, do I need to hit it before <laughs> it shoots me? Paul thinks he's playing a video game. Right. Meanwhile, his whole <laughs> career's on the line. A second, though, because I, this conversation reminds me of a conversation that I was having with myself <laughs> uh, in the car in one of my commutes. Right. Because I'm thinking. And Paul, you 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 work in this area. I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. At some point, yeah. Doug Chang, you know, is, is sitting with George, and they're talking about the prequels. And at some point, some of them, one of them says, "All right, George, do you want new aliens, or do you, do you want some some of the old ones?" Mm. And at some point, George is like, eh, "A little bit of both. Yeah, the, the some of the old yeah. ones and some yeah, new ones." 
mixture, yes. mixture, you know. At some point, I, you know that conversation had to have happened, right? Oh, yeah. You know it had to have happened. Mm. Why on earth has it not happened with these new movies? If there's not been a... Uh, I, I don't just get don't it. understand. You know, you know, there's, there's one it's thing almost that... like they lost the rights. Yes. yes. It's, that's, that's that's exactly. I mean, is, and that makes it feel like knockoff Star Wars. The most mon- the most common excuse I've heard for that is that it makes the universe too small, right? And yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Sweet just swore. Now I've never heard Jason just drop the S bomb so casually, <laughs> but that's fair. But I mean, that is. You know what? I feel the same way. I feel the same well, way. Listen, Lucas I mean, established. Okay, sure. In the original trilogy, it was a gradual buildup. By the time. Return of the Jedi established all these different vast alien species. You mix that up with the Moss Eisley Cantina and Lucas banked to that stuff and and cashed in for the prequels while still introducing so many creative, amazing looking creatures. And now with the sequel trilogy, we're getting stuck with this these these knockoff Star Wars aliens. Well, I, with I think there's, no... there are two, there's a quick answer to that, that that should make that logic just kind of fall apart at the seams anyway, which is, but there are humans everywhere, which is like, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not we're not going like, oh, that's just so, that makes the universe so small because there are humans everywhere, you know? And, and, and there is Aura Bash everywhere and on everything. You yeah, know, right. and, and nobody's going like, oh, we've got too much Aura Bash because it's going to make the universe look too small. But, you know, so it's not, you, you don't pick and choose, right? It's like, what is, it, what is Athena universe? yelling about now? It's like, got to be she's five she's in the morning <laughs> there in London. She's like, she's like, they will now, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> she's more than welcome to jump on microphone anytime she wants to. Yeah, I, I love I Athena just, and I miss Athena and Athena knows yeah. Star Wars too. She, does, she just yeah, thinks she that we're crazy because we are obsessed with it. But <laughs> no, she's used to it, man. Like I remember Athena, Athena said to me when she first met me, like, Oh, you mean that movie that's kind of on at Christmas and stuff like, right? Yeah. So you're into that. I was like, yeah, so, a lot. I was like a bit. And then the first thing I moved into the house was a giant printout of Yoda that was like eight foot by five foot. She was like, yeah, you were into this a bit more than a bit, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when we met uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Wilkins' uh, fiance, now wife, uh, for the yeah. first time at Celebration. And she's, mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. uh, she's like, oh, are you his friends that collect space dollies too? Space dollies. <laughs> <laughs> she's really into it too. She was winding you up. She's a massive fan. <laughs> She's fantastic. Mm. She's fantastic. Yeah, so, I, okay, so you gave me, like, you know, the, the, the real-world um, excuse. But what is there? What do you make of it? Why is there I, this aversion to it? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, we can have the same X-Wings. We can have the same TIE Fighters. We can have the same this, that, the other. But we can't have the same aliens. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I think, I think you know, but you know what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to make a movie that's nothing but damn Rodians, and at the end of it will be like, oh my look for the Rodians. No, all they yeah. need to do is just—it's like the, the the special spice of Star Wars. Just sprinkle yeah. it around a little bit. I mean, right. you can use your close-up shots for all your new and amazing creature creations that are going to blow us away. But you know what? It's not a bad idea to put a Bith in the background or a Greedo mm-hmm. back there, hammer 
Motorhead or Yeez or Squid I Face. I hope you get or... to see a bunch of hooks. I really do. I, I think it would make a real difference to this movie for the hooks are in here. I hope Jabba features. I really do. I you do what, too. Can, can we just bring the latex back for Jabba? They've never <laughs> been able to do it. They've never been able to do it. And not in any carnation. And, I liked and, him and, in the prequels. I thought, he thought Jabba looked good in Phantom, didn't you? Oh, he looked terrible. He looked awful. Oh, no, he I thought he out. looked good in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Bib Fortuna slaps him, when he's yeah. like snoozing and stuff, and he's spitting. Yeah, and he's spitting. Frog head, frog heads. Oh, I don't know. Anorexic Bib Fortuna. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the Jabba in the Phantom that Menace was looked Wood pretty was damn good. It was Matt Wood, but he was like so freaky skinny. Um, it looked like I don't know. It, it was like young Bib. Now, now, now you're giving Matthew a whole time for for being fit. Well, yes, I'm, giving, I'm not Bib, giving that <laughs> time at all. It's not his fault. I'm just saying that, that, that they needed a guy that they didn't filled it out a little bit more. He looked really skinny. Oh, wait till this gets back to Skywalker sound. All right, yeah. but let's get back to the solo trailer. Right. Okay, so we got Woody Harrelson here out of the snow. The hair is a little more tame, by the way. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. He's he's used some like um like um the molding foam, and he has it up there, and he looks good. I think are you guys happy about Woody being in this? I am. I, I'm, I, I'm I think Woody Harrelson's a great actor, and I love him. So I, yeah, I'm I more, more than yeah. fine with him being in Star Wars. Don't worry. Yeah, about I'm it. okay with it too. I'm okay yeah, with it. Yeah. Too. So he's yeah. talking to Han, and uh, and it's revealed here though because um, Chewie responds to. Uh, Woody Harrelson's uh, offer to join the gang, and Chewie says yes. But then Han mm. has to translate for Chewie to mm. Woody Harrelson. Hey kid, I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. So that means Woody Harrelson does not speak Wookie. Like uh, you think everyone speaks Wookiee. There's definitely going to be a moment with a lot of Wooks too, isn't there? Because some of the Ron Howard's behind the scenes pictures, one in one in particular, which I don't think is on his feed anymore, was uh, of uh, Chewbacca and I think Mala, the the Chewie's wife. Like because they they were definitely kind of getting close and snuggly. So so it was two 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 Wookies nose to nose. Whether it was Chewie or that that Mala is one understanding Wookie because (laughs) she he he spends a lot of time with Han Solo. My wife's not going to just like let me go and uh, it's not like I'm going to board the Millennium Falcon with Jimmy Mm. Mack and go fly off for a couple of years. Yeah, some zany adventures. I got some explaining to do. I've tried. I've tried. Yeah, but you're you're not like, (laughs) but you shower and stuff, you know, like Chewie probably hasn't showered in like 10 years and he he eats like raw pork and stuff like that, you know, so you're saying that she's okay with him going for a while. Yeah, because he's a bit whiffy, you know, she's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'll go with you, mate, you know. Whiffy. Let me talk. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this shot. As uh, we get a really nice, well lit shot of Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. Because let's face it, a lot of this trailer is dark and shadowy, and uh, mm. I think they were doing that to try to cover up the fact that Harrison Ford isn't Han Solo anymore. But here we are. <laughs> Eventually, the lights got to come on. Eventually. <laughs> One of his one of his jackets looks like kind of tan and brown, and it really reminds me of Starbucks jacket in the old Battlestar Galactica. Okay, yes, but I was thinking that, and I, don't but I was mind also that. thinking about like, he's got the same scarf as he wears in uh, Force Awakens. V- yes, uh, same really? scarf, and, there, and it's it's tied in the similar way that he had it yep. tied in on Hoth in mm-hmm. the Empire Strikes Back. Oh my God, 
the scarf. Okay, but let's talk do about. Do you think it would help? Do you think, do you think somebody there is going to go salt in the background? Cha-ching. To let us, to let us know we're not on half. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, where are we? I think we're on Carilia, maybe. I don't know. But so here he is. He's he's talking to uh, Woody. What's what's Woody's name again? Tobias. To, Tobias, Tobias Shrike. Beckett. Beckett, Beckett. He was Shrike in the books. Now he's Beckett. Um, I mean, obviously, the books are non-canon. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah, anyway. Yeah. But it's Bend it's a like mentor Beckett. character. And so you you here we have a, a a shot of Alden as Han Solo, and he's in the natural light. You have Chewbacca behind him with the crisscrossing uh, bandoliers. Say hello to my little friends. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the tie-in is to Scarface right there, but who cares? Okay, but look at Alden. Alden does not have the trademark Han Solo scar on the chin. Or is that yes. a trademark Harrison Ford? Or is that a trademark well, I was going to bring that I'm, up because if you remember in Last Crusade, mm, they, show, they show River Phoenix getting the whip on mm. the chin, mm-hmm. uh, which establishes the scar. I think we're going to see... The origin of the Han Solo chin scar. We'll see the and scar happen. It's be a little, yep, we're going like to see the scar happen. I'd like that to happen. That'd be cool. Right. Yeah. That's that's attention to detail. That, in my opinion, I would, would when Last Crusade was released, I saw it in the theater. I was like, oh my god, they give an origin to the scar <laughs> to Harrison. Ford. How did Harrison Ford get that scar? What he fall down the steps when he was like eight years old or something? Who knows? I don't think anyone's ever crush, told that story. It was a car crash. He said, "Was it a car crash?" It was okay. a car crash. I, yeah, 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 I think you're right. Okay, so so well, maybe a plane crash. <laughs> I was gonna say, jeez. But that's when you know the the line between real life and artwork get really blurred when we're getting the origin for Han Solo or Indiana Jones scar when it's really Harrison Ford's scar. But Han Solo has that same damn scar. We want an origin yeah. for that. So okay, that scar. You know, have you ever noticed that that scar is even picked up in the carbonite block? Yeah. Oh yeah. Carbonite block has the scar. I mean, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird the way the clothes are different before and after too. Isn't it? That's kind of funny. <laughs> so now we have a cockpit shot of Lando Calrissian. <laughs> can I can I put out a bunch of stuff here? Like you know you know what we're saying about the droid kind of being, potentially being something that's like an auto unit when it folds up. Yeah, if you you get a really good shot at this point where you look at the arms that are exactly like an auto unit. You know, I see the, it. The actual I see it. the shoulders are just the same as the the sort of the hips of R2. Mm-hmm. And the, and the the panel where the mouth would be looks like it has a, a like a place to locate on the breastplate. So it almost looks like if the head slid down, it would just slot into the chest piece. It's, it's it all just looks like it would just fold up and slide together that like way. Like the chest That's piece what, could open up a little bit and create yeah, an area for the fold, head to come fold down. And the head drops. I see yeah, what I've, you're saying. I really do. Hmm. I think we're definitely going to get something like that, you know, where it looks like it's no, you know, maybe it's no trouble. It just looks like a little auto unit. And then next thing you know, it stands up and pops you on the head, you know. <laughs> it looks cool. And, and, and Charlie would like rocking the yellow top with the giant <laughs> cuffs again, you know. And, yeah. and he has Turn a corresponding hand, you know, uh, hand mm. sign with his, yeah. his co-pilot droid. To uh, yeah. make the jump to light speed or whatever trick they're going to do, see, so they got a little. You thing see how there. normal the windows look too, because it's like I mean, literally. It's wow! Like, yeah, it's like it's like they pulled off every single panel inside the ship. And don't forget, yeah. by the way, that's the you same know? hand gesture with the two finger salute mm. that he gives to Han as they're yeah. uh, leaving on Endor, there uh, or, or leaving for Endor. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes! It's a nice, it's a nice touch, mm-hmm. isn't it? It sure yes! is. I didn't You're know this. That's it. great. That's it's, good it's, stuff. That's those good things stuff. Right that are, they're a really good sign, isn't it? You look at those little things and you kind of go, yeah, they're really, really paying attention here. Yes. You know, I, I hope people appreciate the the effort, you know, because sometimes fans can be kind of annoying can't they? and just ignore all the clever stuff. So flipping yes. a bunch of switches, pulling back the familiar four, uh, four-pronged uh, yep. uh, gear shift or whatever that is on the Falcon. Mm-hmm. We see it up close really for the first time oh. ever, quite honestly. Now, isn't it, is it, is it true? I can't remember the story that in the original trilogy, none of those gears and buttons actually worked. And then by the time they, they swung it around for The Force Awakens, they actually gave Harrison the some actual switches from. that worked. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 I'll tell you it, what's more confusing is the number of window panels on the front doesn't match the miniature. So if you look at the if you look at the original Falcon, interiors and exteriors don't match. Yeah. The, the actual window frame has like got f- like five panes when it's actually got four or whatever from the inside. Oh, no the kidding. I, you know what? Yeah. I never noticed. If you look on the model, that's the that's the one where you kinda of go, Oh wait, you know. But huh. you see here when they show the close up of that uh I, I want to call it a gear shift because it's the only thing yeah. in the real world we. But it's 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 a four parter. It's a four pronged mm. gear shift. And if you look in the original Star Wars: A New Hope, when mm. when Harrison Ford reaches for that control device, it all kind of like all of those those bars sort of fold in together because mm. there was nothing yeah. there holding it together. And so, like Jason was saying, he ran into this is a true story. Harrison Ford ran into a guy. <laughs> At the supermarket in L.A. Mm. or somewhere in the you know mm. L.A. area, ran into this guy who approached him and said, "Hey, um, I'm working uh, on the sets for uh, uh, the Force Awakens and stuff." He said, "Are you working on the Falcon?" And the guy said, "Yeah." <laughs> he goes, "Listen, kid, I used to flip the switches and they would just flop right back down. Mm. I need these things to respond. Can you put some springs in there or something mm-hmm. so when I flip the switches they stay flipped?" And the guy's like, "Oh, oh yeah, 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 yes, Mister Ford, do it, mm-hmm. punk." And, and so I mean, I, I added the "do it, punk." You hear that story on the DVD for the Blu-ray for uh, the Force Awakens. Another bit of cockpit trip for you. Like a lot, a lot of the content of the inside of the Falcon, obviously, was Roger Chris, Christian's handiwork. And uh, when he he flew out of Denim to go to the to various different, you know, plane graveyards all over England to pick up parts, and they'd, they'd get all these different components. And a lot of the components get reused across different places. That's why you see IG89's head hanging up as the drinks dispenser inside mm-hmm. the cantina. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. It's the same part of a component of an engine. And one of the things you'll notice with this is that um, some of the controllers and levers inside the Falcon are actually the same as the components that are actually part of 3PO's arms. So you'll see like wow. some of the le- some of the like hydraulics and stuff on yeah. 3PO's legs and arms are actually the same object but in the Falcon as a switch or a lever. All right, very so cool. All right, so now they make the jump to light speed. We see the title card. It says this summer. Then we're back into that swanky uh, nightclub and we get a better look at that singer, that performer. Uh, that we saw in the Super Bowl spot with the with the 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 backup accompaniment of a, a frog, yeah, Grace Jones. frog in a jar. Yeah, Grace Jones with a frog in a jar. <laughs> I got front row you, tickets. You guys just pick up on the neck the next shot with um, what's the name from uh, Kira? 
uh, Kira. Yes. Did you notice? The, I, I didn't notice before. The guy she's standing with looks really interesting. He's got like a black helmet and yeah, a black uniform. He's, he's huge. It looks. It looks pretty mean looking. Yeah, he looks like yeah. he has. And some she looks sort good. Of, she looks mm. fantastic in that shot. Yeah. But the guy she's with, it looks like he's wearing some sort of hazmat gear or something. You know, mm. it's mm-hmm. it's like uh, mm. crazy looking. Okay, then fa- oh, then now we get our uh, our shot, uh, our great uh, gunslinger shot here. Yeah. You know, looking from behind mm. as he's yeah. undoing the, the West Tom. Western in space. I mean, this brings George's vision to life in a major mm-hmm. way. Mm. Uh, one of his keen, you know, one of his major inspirations. And then let's um, talk about the crew here that's accompanying the, uh, uh, presumably the protagonist or the antagonist buddy. here, the baddie. Mm. Um, he's He's got about a dozen guys, 11 guys or so standing behind mm. him. Um, he looks like really sort of one of those... Um, those early Chinese warriors. What if like he be medieval, a like medieval China? You know, the, he looks the way like he looks. One pot Boba, one pot Tuscan, doesn't he? I don't think so. He looks one pot Boba, one pot Tuscan, doesn't he? Well, like he's got a little bit of fur, but he's got he's got Urabesh written all over his head. You see that? But let's on talk the, about the crew behind him. Let's go. Left to right, one, two, that's, three, yeah, that's four. The Knights of Ren, I think. Yeah, but the the fifth one from the the left. What, oh, look, look at it. That looks like a little Ewok back there. Oh, <laughs> Fred, yes. I bet look. you it's Warwick. It does look like much. an Ewok. There's like a little Ewok oh, guys, back there. How did I not notice that before? Look at the one on the right. It's Boosh. That's Boosh. With you see the Boosh helmet, obviously a different no, sort of design. Yeah, Boosh? the costume. Look the all costume the way to the right. Too. Look to the right of that crew standing behind that warrior. Really looks, looks like Boosh. Like yeah. The helmet looks like mm. Boosh. On the top. And well, definitely I see the Ewok on the left hand side, like second mm. from the left. Yeah, mm. that's the Ewok right there. Right, second from the left. We could be if very wrong, count. but it sure looks like an Ewok, and that uh, sure looks Bobby like Boosh. Boosh. So, so it's possible. And remember, um, and then that that warrior looks pretty badass too. He's, he's his 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 visor on his helmet reminds me a little bit of the uh, Darth Revan kind of mm-hmm. look there. And but very um, primitive looking sort of design yeah. to this character. Sort of something almost mm-hmm. out of Mad Max. Yeah, I wonder what I wonder the Orbesh says. I haven't had time to translate it, but you know, written on the head. You know, he's got writing all over his school cap, you know. So, and then I, I think we're seeing some kind of bad guy squaring off here in the hallway of what could be. It could be. It's not the Falcon. Um, but uh, then we see that droid again. Then we see Han's gloves again. I think this is, the, by the way, this is a little creature that looks kind of like Maz Kanata that's going up against the, uh, oh, the bad guy here. You're probably right. You think? Yeah, it's whatever that whatever that is. I like whatever the it looks like it looks like the ship that Solo's in that's flying off with is hauling some kind of cargo container and he's being chased by about six or you know, five or six bikes that are that are literally just kind of piling up the side of a I think he's dropping some cliff. spice at the first sign of Imperial yeah, or he's, Troops. Or he's trying to get it take it away. But yeah, because you know, obviously they're chasing him to get something back. So, you know. Uh huh. I guess maybe that means that's Kessel, you know? If if that's what he's up to, mm. oh yeah, right, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, pictures of that kind of ship leaked, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. So 
this line that we hear Kira say, she's like, I, I, I know what you are. Right. I, I mm. mean, what, what are we, what are we assigning to Han here? You know, I mean, Han is not, I mean, think about Han is, yes, he is a character that's crucial in sort of setting certain things, um, to happen, but this, uh, I, you know, I know what you are, what he's Han. I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time following this, that he's, you know, that if this movie is going to be, you know, putting him up to be something extraordinary or well, something I, I th- special I think, or gifted or. I think she sees how he's going to turn out, you know, mm. and she's hearing him give the same kind of spiel he was probably giving in the cantina, you yeah, know, about. Or it could be something else, something established early in the film that he's running away mm. from. And mm-hmm. this is a very specific moment, you know. It's yeah. easy to look at things painted in broad strokes in a trailer, yeah. but this could mm. this could come down to like this little micro moment in the film, and she's yeah. using mm-hmm. it to to pump him up to not mm. run away from his past or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So she's woman explaining something to him. Oh, oh, is that a term now? <laughs> <laughs> Show at rebelforceradio.com. Hey, man so why can't yeah. you woman splain? I get woman splained all the time. <laughs> you know what? Me too, man. Any Me married too. man gets woman splained. Me too. Only because we need it, dude. Oh, of course we do. There's a contextual difference. Do. Otherwise, we're just a bunch of Neanderthals. <laughs> <laughs> Cavemen. So yeah, hey, uh, hey, we hey, see Han. Hey, just, just when you thought the logo couldn't get any worse, they managed to spin it and put a lens flare on it. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> It looks like something you got free when you got your photographs back from the developers. Isn't it? Like, what, what is this on the front of the CD? But we wait. We, we skipped a couple of things here. We skipped a couple okay. of things. Yeah, we see uh, we see Han there in the in the cockpit. I, I'm get, in the in the is it the cockpit or is that the gunner station? No, no I think he's flying that that U wing looking ship that we see then in the mm-hmm. next shot. Yeah. It looks like he's struggling to find fly that ship, and that ship may not be in the best condition. Um, it looks like the bikes are all tethered to the container that they're yanking off his ship. So, like they they may have flown up to the ship and harpooned it. You know what? Pulled, look under. I'm sorry. Look underneath that ship. That's uh, similar to some concept art we saw. Yeah, last is, yeah. summer for this film, some leaked concept art that showed this. Uh, scaffolding uh, or mm. in, uh, in a, a extended walkway underneath this yeah. ship. We're like, you see that? See that area where like mm. people can actually walk around in there? It was Stormtroopers the concept weren't they? I think Troopers were using it as a kind of and like a Han. lookout. And Han. Yeah. yeah, I remember that from last summer. So, mm. yeah, we saw that the concept art of that before. And then we see Han smiling at um, Kira as, uh, you know, he's challenging her, you know. Oh, the yeah, lighting yeah. here is very Cloud City, by the way, and the way the the wind is sort of blowing Han's hair and that sort of orangey-yellow lighting. It just reminds me of Cloud City. And yeah. oddly enough, I look at this environment, it almost looks like they're in one of those huts on, uh, or structures on Jakku remember yeah. when uh yeah. when uh when uh, Ray had met Finn for the first time yeah you know they were running think, around those areas do you think we're going to get Tatooine on this movie do you think we're going to get there do you 
think we're going to yeah, be on Tatooine. Absolutely. Yeah, he's going to end I up really, on Tatooine at the end. I really hope so. I mean, I kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, he's got to meet Jabba. Think... Yeah, there's got to be something with Jabba. And then I think he's going to just, that's where he's going to be uh, uh, holding up there on, on, on Tatooine, trying to make it, back I the think... money. I think he really, he, you know, he's 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 pulling a good Harrison in this scene too. I think he's got that, you know, that smile, you know, pretty down. The kind of cheeky, flew himself. Absolutely, thing. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think he's got that working. All right, yep. guys, let's you finish know. this trailer though, because there's some mm-hmm. exciting stuff here at the end beyond the title card with that the gorgeous uh, title font. Yeah. <laughs> and I should add, very cheesy sounding take of the uh, Star Wars main theme. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like something really? out of many fan created techno. Yeah, it's almost like a computer game score or that I used like. to download from Napster back in the day. But that's <laughs> yeah. what it reminds me of. But again, the music in this trailer, I don't believe I, I, we haven't even talked about it yet. But I don't yeah. believe the music in this trailer is actually soundtrack music. No, from the you don't film. think that guitar. You don't think no. that guitar riff at the no. top is <laughs> no. out of the new score. However, however, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind hearing that type of soundtrack for this mm. film. I absolutely loved yeah. the tr- the trailer music here, which was probably mm. created by the production house that built this trailer for Disney. Mm. They farmed mm-hmm. this stuff out, guys, and uh that's how it yeah. works yeah. nowadays. It's not like the old days when George Lucas was sitting on Skywalker Ranch crafting mm. the trailers with his editors before they went out there. Yeah. These things get yeah. farmed out now, and that's where you hear the mm. cheesy nostalgia piano playing the familiar themes mm. to franchises that you know and love. You know, I hate that nostalgia piano. We've been over this mm. for years now here on you know, the show. One, and one, one of, one of hold on, Paul, I'm riffing. I'm ranting. I'm sorry, raging dude. right now. I can't be <laughs> I can't be stopped. I'm out of control. But I Go, need dude. to say Go. that I did really love the vibe that the music for this trailer created. I thought it reminded me a little bit of Blade yeah, Runner right. in that kind of mm-hmm. pulsating. Duh, 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 duh. And some people have even said it sounds mm-hmm. very much like a Bond sort of theme. But yeah. I think it's going to be exclusive to this trailer. We're not going mm-hmm. to be getting this as music in the film. This is not part of the soundtrack. No, I think you're right. Whenever we get inside the cockpit and we kind of get a look at it, I'm always, because I'm such a Falcon nerd, I always notice that every, like almost everything has changed. And even the seats have been recolored and everything. The, the the match Lando's outfit. There's like a yellow. We've got a yellow cover. <laughs> I see on the, that. On yeah, the kind of yeah. Ejector seats. But uh, I, I really, it's odd for me. The visually, the standout for me in terms of acting and stuff like that is like, like that for me is now Lando. I buy buy his performance as Lando, even though they haven't shot for the, exactly the same haircut or beard or. You know, and Billy D is equally distinctive as, as Harrison, you know, and yet he's a new actor playing him. And I can already tell that he's, he's embodying the character. I can I kind of feel as though from these brief clips, at least, it seems as though he's really he's nailing that. Well, and I correct think that was me important. if I'm wrong, though. I mean, I don't think we heard a line of dialogue from Donald Glover. No, there's no Lando dialogue. He has yeah. not spoken. Um, I, I know I may be jumping out a little bit, but is this his other space slug? Out of an asteroid. Oh, I see. So we <laughs> no, have tentacles. these tentacles yeah. in space. Mm. and um, Well, it's not the tentacles. I, I thought it was teeth. 
I thought they were. I thought they were bones. I thought they were like rib bones, Mm -hmm. like they were flying through a creature or something. Uh, They're like tentacles with kind of like not suckers, but yeah, yeah, right, sharp on them, claws or something, you know. Yeah, but I like all the performances from the people around them. You know, it's another one of those things where it's a strange comparison to make, but you know, in the same way that um, Mark uh, Hamill brought Yoda to life, (laughs) and you know, obviously. You know, uh, Han Solo is no puppet, you know, but in a way, the reactions and the scenarios that they put him in will be the thing that kind of sell him as Han, won't they, in a way? Uh-huh. And having having this crew in the ship in a really similar situation to, at least superficially to, to the scenes that we've seen in the asteroid belt and things like that, you know, it almost feels like the more they kind of respond to his behavior and stuff, the more you'll kind of buy him as Han, even if he doesn't say a word, you know? It's odd. It's Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just a few details here. Uh, the, the names of some of the characters. So Thandie Newton, as we mentioned, plays Val. Mm. She's uh, sporting that, 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 that foxy fro that she's got going on. Mm. Uh, L337, likely a female droid uh, performed by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Mm. Um, uh, who else we got? Of course, uh, uh uh, Woody Harrelson as uh, as Beckett. Is it Beckett? It is Beckett, right? Yeah. Donald mm-hmm. Glover as Lando Calrissian. And uh, who's our ingenue? Our lead lady, leading lady, Kira. Oh, Kira is played by um, Amelia Clark. Mm. Amelia Clark. Uh, these uh, character posters, by the way, that have been released, you can get those online. Mm. Uh, Look great, definitely a retro vibe with these. Yeah, loom. Yeah, yeah, I do. They're great. Um, the colorful, and I mean, like, they've definitely said, like, stand like Harrison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I want? I want, th- I want these on a on a on a glass from Hardee's. I mean, yes! I mean, these have that. Yes! <laughs> these have that look. Yes, I want these to be glasses that we can get don't from a you, fast food restaurant. Burger King. Don't you think it's encouraging that the they look? They look like they're trying to make them look retro, you know, yeah. the way that they're all weathered. And it is stuff. encouraging. Absolutely. You know, and that, you know, uh, and it, it's interesting to see the Falcon with the front all filled in and stuff, you know, featuring prominently on the poster. And, but, yeah. Mm, what yeah, do you think about you know, the when, mandibles when, on the Falcon being filled in, that, that slot there? Obviously, mm, that's the freight. That could be yeah. the spice, mm. the, the, the shipment that Han drops. Uh, yeah. I think we're going to see it all. Guys, what do you need to see in this Han Solo film? This is the origin of Han Solo. Jason, yeah. just your number one thing you need to see in this movie when you consider the origin of Han Solo, what is it you need to see? Well, you can't think Han Solo without think, uh, thinking Chewbacca. So it's it's often been rumored as to how the two of them came together. But yeah, I mean, this is th- they're best friends, mates for life. Um, you gotta see the, the 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 first introduction and 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 how Chewie and Han established that life debt between the two of them. I I think that that's an absolute must see. All right, what about you, Paul? Uh. Lots of Wookiees and a few huts. You know, I want to see, I wanna see a, a heap of cool Wookiees. But more Wookiees than huts is what you're saying. If there were yeah, more well, huts you know, than Wookiees, would you be disappointed? And would you <laughs> would you start a, a, a petition to to boycott the film? 
<laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you something. If I did, I bet there wouldn't be a hundred thousand people sign it. No, I don't know about but, that. I don't know about well, that, maybe, pal. Maybe I think I think um, yeah. I mean, if if I saw a Wookiee hut, I'd be a bit confused. That would be kind of how did that happen? You know, diversity, Paul. Uh, diversity. Yeah, right. Okay, so now <laughs> let's discuss things that I want to see. I want to see mm-hmm. Han lose or Han win the Falcon from Lando. Mm-hmm. I want to see Han lose the the shipment of spice, which I don't I don't think we're going to see because I don't think yeah. that this film is going to bump up against a new hope. I think it's going to end in the same era that it begins in. I think this is going to be yeah. The, really what put Han Solo on the road mm-hmm. to becoming the lovable reckless smuggler that we know from the original trilogy. And I think that's what we're going to see, a a very solid origin story. It's not going to fill in every blank of what Han Solo did up until the moment he met Luke and Obi-Wan. It's not going to do that, but it's going to put us in a firm place with Han Solo as he begins his adventures as a scruffy nerf herder with Chewbacca. You know, sorry, Jimmy. Uh, you know, you're saying about what you want to see. I mean, uh, the, 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 it seems to have been confirmed that we're going to see Corellia, Kessel, and Mimban for yeah, sure. Yeah. But, you know, Mimban gets me all excited because I really hope that it is the Mimban that we encountered in Splinter the Mind's Eye. I hope it's a swampy place with an imperial mine and all that kind of stuff and we don't need to get into the force crystal and all that kind of stuff but i'd love it to be like you know the planet that we we encountered in the very first star wars spin-off book but i i, I don't think we're gonna go there because like well but i i would love have loved to to have kashik be a part of this right but i've got a feeling they normally kind of like stick to sort of you know four or five planets don't they and i've got a feeling maybe that would be one too many yeah I'd you like know, to see Tatooine but, come into play, yeah. especially if we're talking about mm. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah. I and really I, I wouldn't even mind Tatooine seeing, I mean, hey, consider Lando Calrissian. Why not see mm. Cloud City in this film? I mean, there are many different yeah. ways we can go. And there's a lot of talking we're going to be doing about this film. Um, mm. I know that our trailer review has probably gone on an hour longer than Jason <laughs> Swank wants it to. And, What's uh, that? What happened? <laughs> and i know we have another episode of rebel force radio coming this week so before jason goes on a complete strike i uh (laughs) not even close not uh, even close it's new star wars it's great right but yeah let's wrap things up let's wrap it up uh final thoughts from paul bateman regarding our first glimpses of solo a star wars story uh, looks looks fun. Looks vintage, which works for me. I like the look of you know. As far as getting somebody new to play Harrison, I think what can you expect? I'm open to it. I really like it. Um, the one thing I'm really happy for is because we had Tag and Blink apparently are going to be in this movie. Judging from uh, Ron Howard's uh, post, where he, he did you guys saw that right? Where the, right. the two two actors playing Tag and Blink, the yeah. characters from the from the Marvel com- uh, from the um, Dark Wars comics. I hope we're going to see Thal Jobin and Mungo Bob in the background <laughs> some, at some point too. I think that has to happen because this is the same era as droids, guys. 
It's the same era. It could happen. Oh, or, there's uh, a lot Apple of stuff Street from or... this era we can drag yeah. into it if we mm. want to. Yeah. I mean, if we're really, you know, discussing things that yeah. can uh, be included. Look, 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 I mean, I guess where I'm coming from is like, you know, there's a lot of lot of kind of like uh, knocking the idea of fan service and like. The reason Star Wars has fans is because we all love this stuff, and yeah, you can go too far with fan service, but like, I think like fan service is great if, if you know, in certain circumstances. I don't think they should be completely afraid of going there. I think it'd be fantastic if there's a bit of fan service in there. We're just going, look, look, what's in the background, you know? Well, yes. yeah, I, I yes. agree yes. with that. I agree with that. It'd be, be fun. And and and, <laughs> and and real quick before we get Jason's. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I, I do have an email from Brian from North Carolina who says uh, he wants to he wants us to talk about where the galaxy is in relation right. to when the solo movie starts. Timeline and logistics of what's happening in the galaxy at the start of Solo, a Star Wars story. Case in point, let's assume that Han Solo is roughly twenty. Years old ish in this 20, movie. Yeah, 22, 23, right. maybe. And if he's like 28 to 30 ish in A New Hope, that he's would be. 33 mean, in New Hope, so. Okay. Well, well, the right, actor is. Okay. The actor is, Ish. Mm. That would mean this should be set roughly 8 to 10 years before A New Hope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right to me. So what do we know about the galaxy at this point? Palpatine is continuing to build up the Galactic Empire. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see Palpatine in this film? Um, probably not. I mean, I, I think that the, something that, that I thought was interesting but may mean nothing. Um, but, you know, these um, illustrated guidebooks that Pablo writes and stuff, you know, the for the DLRA. There was a, a little something in, one, in the one that came out for, um, I think whether, I can't remember which one it was, but they were mention, mentioning the, the, the uh, corporate sector on one of the maps, which is from the original Brian Daly novels. So I'm wondering whether or not that was the first glimpse of, um, you know, expanded universe stuff mm-hmm. be, being legitimized, you know. And, and, you know, being as we've been hearing all this stuff from Leyland about, I can't believe the stuff that's going to come in from the EU and be made canon. You know, is this potentially one of those things where the corporate sector and a lot of the stuff from the old daily novels could suddenly be legitimized? In which case, they're all too young to remember those novels. Uh, one of the things that's kind of going on is that, you know, a lot of those stories took, so, took place so far out in the fringes that, you know, some of the planets, you didn't even find stormtroopers, but you found like the kind of local authority, local cops that kind of looked like stormtroopers, but weren't, you know, that, that kind of thing. So I think maybe you'll find the emperor, empire is everywhere, but maybe there are still places where they haven't really probably got a foothold yet. You know, I don't know. Still growing, it seems, doesn't it? I mean, you OK, think? so Palpatine, do you think we'll see him? Yes or no? No, Jason Palpatine in Solo. No, no, it's not not necessary. In fact, I don't think Vader, Tarkin, Palpatine, any of these characters are necessary to establish the the Solo legacy. Not oh, at all. Okay, it's not Jason, his journey. Jason, let's take it a step further. How about a Rogue One tie-in? Jyn Erso, Cassian Andor. Do you there think were rumors we'll see... about Cassian went there? Were there rumors? Of were there Marvian? rumors? I have not heard yeah. any. Yeah, there were rumors that Cassie might be in it, but I think it's probably just because he visited the set or something, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that uh, that's something that I could see the team behind this film, uh, given that it is another one of the 
the one-offs or the the Star Wars story. Uh, what about K two? Yeah. Or, what about sure? What about K? What about K two? He could turn up. I mean, they're Imperial droids then, aren't they? So yeah. him or something like him, I think that'd be pretty wild. See, like you know, a K two style droid wandering around. In yeah. fact, if they're not, that would be odd, wouldn't it? That would be good. Yeah. That would, that would I mean, really I can work. tell you one thing. I'm much more interested in seeing, as Paul mentioned, Huts. I'm much more mm-hmm. interested in, in seeing a, a, a Greedo than I am, you know, some character from some book that someone wrote once upon a time. And yeah, you know, I guess. Get, you know, but what about a clone? But specifically, it. though, what about a Rogue One tie-in? I think a Rogue One tie-in would be great. I, again, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that that's that's a priority to. Uh, show the cohesion of this whole film universe i i i think that's look is that not part of the the marvel magic is these little mm. tie-ins from film to film you know yeah. question question pops up you know in my head now which is how how do we how do we feel about this i mean i know it's all kind of down to how good the movie is i suppose but this is going to be the last time very likely the last time we see han solo or one of the last times that we see han solo in a movie and it isn't Harrison, you know, like so. Yeah. Not, not necessarily. How do we feel about somebody else playing him? But like, isn't that kind of strange that the last time we get to know this character might be absolutely nothing to do with Harrison Ford? You know what I mean? That Again, kind of back odd. to my original question from about mm. uh, eighty minutes yeah. ago when I said, <laughs> yeah. "Are we going to be able to watch this this movie without constantly thinking about Harrison Ford?" Mm. I mean, will we reach that point? Jason says no. He could never reach that level think... with Chris Pine as uh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> I'm still struggling between uh, Daniel Craig. I said I want to see Sean Connery, and then I look at uh, Christian <laughs> Bale, and I'm like, "Where's Adam West? This is madness." <laughs> I think I think I, I you know I could settle into it as long as he as long as he brings a great performance and it, it's cool and. Yeah, I mean, oh, Harrison is just so cool. As, as, yeah, it's, as, uh, it's, it's a tough hill. It's, it's a steep hill to climb. One yeah, last thing. One last thing. Brian from Cary, North Carolina, he says, mm. we know that we're going to see Han and Chewie meet in this film. Will there be any references to Chewie's service in the Clone Wars? Are we going to hear any sort of reference to that? Because yeah. we know Chewbacca served in the Clone Wars and actually served under General Yoda. And so he has serious Clone Wars cred. Will there be a reference? Yeah. Of course, I believe that the Disney Corporation has prequelitis and they will never make such an, a, a blatant reference to the prequels. However, an Easter egg like this would not be out of the realm. I think an yeah. Easter egg could be uh, – there could be something there. What do you think, uh, Paul? You, you know what? Well, what that throws up for me, just visually, being, a, being the visual guy, is I think he looks younger in this than he did in, in the prequel movies. You know, I think Chewie looks younger, don't you think? It's the it's the crossing bandoliers. I mean, it has a slimming yeah. effect. It, it's, well, uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like that. I mean, that alone, like he do, he wasn't wearing the crossing bandoliers in the prequels, right? He was wearing the regular bandoliers. It's, so. it's, it's a very unique time in the life of a Wookiee where. <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you pull the three photographs together, it's like, oh, what happened? You know. Yeah, but it's do you like, think? Do you think? And- do you think we could actually get a scene where Chewie is sitting there talking to Han? And he's like, "What? Clone Wars? What?" 
I mean, yeah. do you think something Yoda? like that? Who the heck is Yoda? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so what's a, what's a Yoda? <laughs> so uh, Brian sent us this uh, email, and uh, within minutes, Brian's brother, Ralph, checked in uh, with an email saying, I'm telling mom. He 100% believes that when Han is on the Falcon with Chewie and A New Hope, uh, Chewie growls something at Han, and that's when Han says the line about hokey religions. Does that happen? Yeah, in the, yeah. Does that happen in a New Hope? Does Chewie growl at Han before he utters that line? The hokey uh, religions. And- something. I tell you what. Something has just occurred know. to me. When did Rebels take place? Is it like five years? Oh, before? Paul wants to change the subject like immediately. No, 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 no. I'm going to come back around to it. I'm going to come back around to it. Oh, okay. Did, did like um, when did Rebels take place? Like five years before a New Hope or something? Re- no, like God. Rebels, uh, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Rebels began so, five years, so and then we assume got, it's going to end when. You uh-huh. know. Well, let me let me just point something out to people. Okay. Like, like, like Le- 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 Leyland has been, you know, making a big deal out of this idea that somebody used to is going to, you know, come into this. Something that hasn't really occurred to me before, but like this is set um, before Rebels, and yet after the Clone Wars, Chewbacca knows Ahsoka. Could she be turning up at some point in this? Holy crap. I think that's opening a whole can of worms. They're friends. They're friends. Yeah, right? but I mean I, I think that's going off a whole on a whole different tangent. Well, yeah, but she's an important character. It could just be in the background. Uh, People love her. I mean the ghost turned up, I, right? I, I say one hundred percent no. There will be no references to Ahsoka. Yeah. Not 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 all. Uh, Han's story. They're gonna they're oh. gonna keep this very specific. <laughs> Even if it's from behind so, in the background, people go nuts for that. You just yeah. see the back of her head talking to Chewie and some balls in there. <laughs> the back of her head. Yeah, right. All right, She's we got to wrap that. this up, guys. Let's let's <laughs> let's wrap it up. We got lots of time between now <laughs> and enough. May to uh, break this down. Prepare to make the jump to light speed. Amazing why. I have a really bad feeling about this. Ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parts. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Don't get all mushy on me. So long, princess. certainly don't want to poo-poo the idea of Ahsoka showing up in a live-action film. I think it's definitely going to happen. I think she'll get her own movie uh, at some point. Uh, but not not in Han Solo's story. I think this is going to be very, very unique 
and that it's going to just be about the characters and situations that move him along and put him in the right place at the right time to meet Luke Skywalker in that cantina. But Chewie does have these connections to the other films. So it's interesting to think about. Well, the whole thing is fascinating to think about. I suppose she's canon too, so maybe that's you know doesn't really fit with the EU thing. But like, I mean, like, what else is there that's in the EU that would fit into Solo? Maybe he's not even talking about this, and he's just talking about Thrawn. Rebels. Yeah. Lumpy, lumpy, Ooh, lumpy. Cool. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the the, the holiday special stuff stuff is so uh, <laughs> mythic and legendary from another point of view that I mean that would really be blowing people away that that's for darn sure but anyway this I has been a great I'll, we're definitely going to get Chewie's family we're definitely going to get Chewie's family in this yeah. I think yeah. but, um, uh, great time uh, thank you very much Paul Bateman for joining us uh, <laughs> thank fantastic you, as always we appreciate it happy um, to stay you off track plenty of times no not at all this has been <laughs> this has been a blast this has been fun I uh, just want to remind you that you can get uh, all access to Rebel Force Radio on Patreon. You'll never miss an episode of our any of our bonus shows like RFR Rush Hour or RFR Rewind, RFR Q&A, plus giveaways and early access to RFR events. I don't know, like maybe a solo premiere? Uh, so much more, all available for you at patreon.com slash rebelforceradio. Uh, as a reminder, you can also play with us in between shows. Email is a good choice. Show at rebelforceradio.com is the email address. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 708-3201-RFR. You can find us on Twitter at Rebel Force Radio, at Jimmy Mac Radio, at Jason Swank. And, uh, Paul, you're also on the Twitter. Where can they find you? You can find me at Paul RMQ, as in Ralph McQuarrie, uh, yabbering about all kinds of geeky stuff. And uh, if anybody from Lucasfilm is listening to this, may I suggest that you get this gang and Kyle and FJ in to do the radio adaption of this movie. <laughs> because they do such a great job of making making their own Han Solo stories, and they do oh, fantastic. Uh, yes. turn, turn this two-hour movie into a six-hour radio show. There you go. Uh, you can find us at RebelForceRadio.com. That's uh, you can find all of our uh, backlog of episodes, the whole back catalog, I should say, uh, as well as news. And uh, there's even a, a store over there. You can get a Rebel Force Radio T-shirt and so much more. That's at RebelForceRadio.com. And iTunes remains one of the best places you can find download subscribe and review your favorite podcasts including Rebel Force Radio uh, we'd love to have those reviews just one rule please make it Paul <laughs> and you can find RFR streaming at WGNplus.com we're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud and just about anywhere you can find podcasts you can also find us weekly at JediNews.co.uk Yodasnews.com, Fanthatracks.com the official Star Wars website StarWars.com Alright, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time for Rebel Force Radio. I'm Jason. I'm Jimmy Man. And remember, the Force will be with you always. always. Bye, everybody. Bye, people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.